0: true believers and welcome to four color commentary the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love
1: i'm alan
0: i'm chewy i'm ian and i'm
2: brian
1: yay
0: hi everybody welcome to issue number 19 number 19 Number 19. so welcome uh we are we are reaching the end of our teens we're almost in we're almost to 20 something <laughs> we're getting there but
1: oh. like since we do this <clears throat> twice a month pretty much only shh Something just
3: happened. Very magical. Something. something Alan's Pokemon have been healed.
1: I got to go, like, Pokemon Center's texting me. <laughs> oh, God.
4: Pokemon so,
0: are real. So I, I, I'm assuming your argument Crossover is that since we, only do, we do it bi- bi-weekly, we're, we're technically 40.
1: Yeah, I was going to make a joke about dog ears or something, but I
4: got it.
0: Don't ever tell a 40-year-old they don't look like a 20-something. Especially if <laughs> it's a lady girl. Um, a lady girl? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, welcome to Four work. Color Commentary. If this is your first time with us, welcome to the Four Color Fortress with the Four Color Comrades. If you are a returning fan, welcome. We still need to come up with a cool, I think we came up with one, but I can't remember what it was. What? Human uh, adults, a, a fan base. <laughs> Human adults, <laughs> the unofficial
3: four color comrades. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. You're an honorary. four color army. Yeah, four, oh. that seems uh, a little.
1: We'll, we'll figure it out. Four color you foundation. You know what?
0: No, you're a four, you're because we're the four color comrades. They're a yep. four color cadet. That's what they're. They're oh, okay. cadet. Oh, okay. That means they're in the army.
1: Oh. We have to come up with other rankings then. That's true. Like so as people, like lieutenants, yeah, or four color colonel. <laughs> Let's start is the, ranking some of the fans the that we currently the four-color, interact with. The four color colonel is have,
0: like a, 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 a
3: mega fan,
2: popcorn a super mm. fan.
3: I guess we're gonna have to have some sort of contest. We have T shaped visor. We have Adam Ryan Cools. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> we, we got some people who like our show. <laughs> we got some. Uh,
1: we That's got about Adam it. We need we need we need
2: four generals, <laughs> and then and then we, we they each get a, a star designation, right, right.
1: right. and uh, an element to associate with. So yes. that way, as you climb up the ladder, you have to pick the opposite element in which to do better. Ba- I was watching Mega Man streams today. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I totally just went off a deep end. You're Cut Man. <laughs> cut Man sucks. <laughs> like, hey, this guy's got flames. That guy's got electricity. You have scissors on your head. It's yeah. funny,
0: Alan, because you've been Cut Man from the podcast. Please leave. No, you guys got to keep Alan. <laughs> I like him. Right. All right. I'm I like scared, Alan, too, Ryan. right. Hey, I, one episode can't Ian's go by. I have power hungry. I am mm, all the time. I'm like the power. I'm like the Galactus of this podcast. The <laughs> Galactus of power. Um so Except,
2: like like if if this podcast were a hometown buffet. Or <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's true. Oh, you'd love me some hometown buffet. <laughs> mm, okay I know where I'm going after we record okay <laughs> so uh, there's one right down the street uh, so uh, if this is your first can time can I have with a this, hamburger this is your first time you can have with whatever this, you want Charlie. welcome 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 welcome. Uh, there are some ways you can reach out to us if you like what we do uh, we do have a, a website fourcolorpodcast.com there you can actually do all the things I'm about to tell you that you can do number one we always forget to mention this but I'm going to make it a point in all of our podcasts to mention this you can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us an awesome review there yes at that please website. do that thing so please do that that because when we see itunes reviews it helped not only does it help us but it lets you tell us what you think of the show and if it's anything less than five stars you're not our friend so
2: <laughs> that's not necessarily the truth
0: that is true um so uh you can do that you can also uh, follow us on twitter we do have a twitter account uh, it's at four color pod on twitter so you can follow us there uh, you can also email us uh four color podcast at gmail.com uh, and we also are on Facebook, so you can give us a big thumbs up on Facebook and like our our podcast.
3: We're also on Instagram now. That so is you true. you can see all our two pictures that we have up
0: right yeah, now. Yeah, we're going to start uploading more pictures. <coughs> we we did, uh, well, th- this, this episode is going to have a special edition to it, yeah. and, it, and you can see some pictures uh, from that special edition on our Instagram profile. So what's our Instagram profile, too?
3: At Four Color Pod, just like. Just like Just the Twitter. like the Twitter. Consistency. Yeah, consistency. So it makes it
0: real easy. Um, so yeah, that is uh, the business. Uh, kind of businessy. Oh, like also- you, you, uh,
3: you teased it, uh, but yeah, we did get an awesome chance to do a QA, and a a live Q&A in, uh, I think it was like a 300-seater movie yeah, theater, they mm-hmm. were saying, at a Guardians of the Galaxy pre-screening um, with Sam Humphries, the author of tonight's episode of... Uh, you know, we're going about legend- yeah. yeah, well tonight's an issue. We're gonna talk about legendary Star Lord number one. Uh he's writing it and we got to sit down and interview him in front of a bunch of peeps and we recorded that and that will be towards the end of this episode so stay Mm -hmm. tuned that's true
0: yeah so um yeah so uh you can also one other thing you can do if you like our shows we do some other shows uh, stuffandthingsnetwork.com we are part of the stuff and things podcast network so check out those other shows and there are more shows coming as well so uh that is the business one more thing in business. Oh. This is business cast today.
3: Okay. Um, just so you know, we will be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in <laughs> lots of detail. Now, Spoiler By rate. the time that you hear this, we will have already abided the law of twos. The law of Two twos. Weeks two weeks since the movie came out you've had plenty of time to see it if you really 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 care about it not being spoiled (laughs) because we are going to spoil every bit of it yeah we're gonna spoil it like cookies uh, to a young child before dinner right Um, we're spoiling the dinner
2: that's a high level of spoiler like like, milk
3: right yeah spoil like milk (laughs)
2: like pouring vinegar into milk yes
0: so um
2: Or like that cool thing that goes on the back of cars So
4: so just so you know (laughs) If (laughs) you haven't
0: seen the movie, do yourself a favor Pause the podcast, we'll forgive you (laughs) Go out to your local cinema multi Plex local indie theater buy some popcorn or soda or beer if you're at one of those cool theaters or don't you know if the,
1: you actually want to save money for once no, instead of spending but, but do it, it, enhances, it enhances
0: the movie experience and it's worth it i'm oh, sure. sure so yeah, uh yeah Just check it in. check take out guardians it of the galaxy uh and then come back and listen to the rest of the episode uh so before we get into the episode we want to let you know if it's your first time we follow the marvel comics uh sort of mantra of everybody every every issue could be somebody's first issue so if this mm-hmm. is your first issue we want to let you know who you'll be spending your time with because these are long podcasts so uh we're gonna go around the circle and tell us uh, tell you a little bit about each of us alan of course alphabetically always goes first alan tell us who you are
1: my name is alan and i like things that look pretty i'm shortening it to that from now on <laughs>
0: <laughs> alan's a big fan of art in comics He's they have to honest. just
1: they have to look pretty they do pretty Pretty. Is pretty, Al- pretty. Pretty wet. Pretty. We have pretty to look pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> hey, right. Is it my turn uh. now? Yes.
3: I'm chewy. Hi, chewy. Um, even though the way I said I'm chewy there didn't sound like it. I like things that are dark and gritty and grimy and bloody. Basically, if you're looking at it and like someone's getting their head kicked off or shot up to a million pieces and there's blood everywhere,
0: that's my territory because I like things
4: metal.
0: It's true. My name is Ian. Um, Hi, Hello, Ian. everybody. Hi. Um, I like comic books uh, with superheroes in them, so people who are do-gooders, who dress up in costumes and fight evil and hug nice ladies, I guess, <laughs> and boys, you know, There's and boys. So, yeah, girls and boys fighting crime. That's what I like. And I like something about every book that I read. It's also important.
2: Hi. Hi, Hi Ryan. I'm Ryan, and I am a comicsaholic. Hi, uh, Ryan. Ryan. Oh, that's okay. We did
4: that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, say I, the thing.
2: Yeah, say the thing. I like um, comic books that are sort of weird. Uh, I like comic books that are not necessarily the on the beaten path. I like comics as art and comics as literature. Uh, I think I'm contractually obligated to say that every time. Yeah, hey, I think we have to start yeah. saying TM after that, right? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's yeah. I mean, I'm waiting to we'll back to We'll talk to our later. counsel. Yeah. Um, there you go. I like sci-fi books and funny books and kid-friendly books.
0: Cool. All right. Well, that's all four of us. So let me tell you a little bit about our show. Our show is broke up into four segments and this time will be five, but we'll explain that. So our show has four segments. Segment number one is here's my issue where each of us bring a comic. We pick one that we like and we all read it and get together and talk about each other's issues. Uh, Part number two of the show we have is First prints, where we read a classic uh, comic run, a classic graphic novel, uh, kind of a more modern classic, whatever we kind of deem as something that if you're new to comics you should be reading, uh, we read that and talk about it. Uh, we also have part three of the show, which is the four-color character compendium, where we talk about uh, comic book heroes, villains, uh, creators, anybody who's really important to comics and important to know about. Uh, part number four of the show we have, of course, we end, just like any comic book does, with The Back Matter, which is kind of general comic book chat. We read letters. We do have a few letters uh, this time to read, so please feel free to write us an email, like we were talking about earlier. Let's read it as we whatever. will, yeah, we will read it on the show, um, and we have some cool stuff there. And finally, after the credits roll tonight, we're gonna do like we're gonna do it Marvel movie style. So after the final, our little outro song ends, we're gonna have a special interview uh, from the screening of Guardians of the Galaxy with Mister Sam Humphreys, writer of tonight's legendary Star Lord, as well as some other awesome uh, comics as well. So. Without any further ado, we've set the stage. Now we begin. Um, So, here's my issue. Alan, you drew the short straw this time. I
1: did, again. Well, that seems to happen a lot, actually. It
0: it does. So, Alan, tell us about what you brought this time.
1: Okay. So, I brought you guys another manga. Yay! 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 (laughs) All right. So, I brought Death Note uh, by Sugumi Oba and Takeshi Obata. Now, here's the thing. Death Note... Uh, it is a complete series, so unlike some of the other stuff we read so far, like Bleach, for example, it's not ongoing; it's totally done. Um, it's about a guy, just like a like a uh, he's in school. I think it was high school, mm-hmm. and he finds a black notebook that with a set of instructions written on it that says, "If you write somebody's name, uh, and you write how they're going to die, they will die in that fashion. If you don't write don't write uh, how they're going to die, they will die of a heart attack in forty seconds." So. And then there's this also really weird monster god of death that he calls himself that actually dropped the book in the human world because he was bored. Um, So it's kind of weird, kind of dark, uh, and it takes some twists and turns. So, uh, by the way, you did have to read this right to left. I don't know if you guys got that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We did read it right to left. This is my favorite part about making you guys do that is read uh, right (laughs) to left. Okay. So, what would you guys think?
0: Who wants to go first? I will go first. Okay.
3: Um, so this book is so metal. Yeah. <laughs> this book is so metal. Dude, I think that's oh, that's, that's why I
1: wanted to bring it is because I know we talked about it like six yeah. episodes ago or something well, like that. My my brother actually mentioned it one time
3: to me, like I was at home, um, you know, and he was just like, Hey, um, so you so you're like into comic books now, right? I was like, Yeah. And he's like, Cool, well, you know how the like how like I I watch like anime and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, my brother's weird. He like started off like all jockey, and then he just like turned and been like, I'm gonna go ahead and like start playing like Warcraft and like all that stuff. But does he yeah. like
0: Warhammer too, like the tabletop. Used to, yeah, I or know. I
3: don't know if he still Sounds does. Like, he does all that stuff, but like when you look at him, you would never guess it because he still can eat like a four by four from In and Out like, and be like. I have abs still. Anyways, but he's just like, So there's this show, it's called Death Note, and I think it's pretty cool. Like you should watch it, whatever. I was like, okay. He's like, it's about this and like it started off as a comic book, so like you should check it out. So that's why I was really excited when you started talking about it. I was yeah, like, wait, I- you know Death Note?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty popular, so I figured it was a good one to bring in also.
3: Yeah. Um super metal, dude. I'm gonna start off with that and then I guess we'll jump in and analyze it a little bit more. we wants to jump in?
0: Alan, out of all the mangas you've brought for us, you've brought... Let's let's go back. We've brought Foolie Cooly. What yep. else have you brought? You Bleach. Brought Bleach. And I
1: guess Lucky Penny sort of
0: counts. Yeah, sort yeah. of. I would say it's more of a webcomic. But but out of all the ones you've brought so far, this is by far my favorite. Okay. I really, really enjoyed it, actually. Um and it, it did kind of throw you in the middle of it, but I didn't. It, I felt like this accompli. This is a good one if you're an American comics reader and you're not used to manga. This is a good right. place mm-hmm. to start if you don't mind dark stuff. Because I didn't feel at any point, at least the way it's written, I didn't feel like, oh man, I'm in the middle of something and I'm lost, and not in a way that like I'm lost and oh, I don't know what this is. I feel like I don't know everything, but I can put it together enough right. mm-hmm. that I know where I'm at in the world, which is which is nice. Um, well, it could could be because I've read so many mangas now that I'm kind of expecting that. Getting <laughs> yeah, a little sure better reading. at it. But um, but yeah, I know I really liked I really liked the story a lot. I was very intrigued. Um, the only thing that made me laugh, when I was reading it when Chu was around, I was reading all the rules of the Death Note, oh, yeah. and they're so arbitrary and <laughs> weird. Like yeah. You have six, six minutes, minutes and, and, and something yeah, seconds to it write down the. Oh, it's it. weird. So, well, Alan, since it's your book, give us give us a little brief, so we know what the Death Note is. It's a book where you can write people's names. Can you give us the rules of the Death Note? Yeah, can you have I think it's actually it's spelled out as an extra it's, it's spelled page. Spelled out in the extra page here. in the very very back. Uh, so, letter.
1: number one. Uh, the human whose name is written in this note shall die. That's just rule number one. So
0: you write down someone's name, they
1: die. Uh, this note will not take effect unless the writer has the person's face in their mind when writing his or her name. Therefore, people sharing the same name will not be affected. So,
0: if I wanted to kill Alan, (laughs) I'd have to think of this Alan so that way it wouldn't, but I wouldn't kill Alan. Right, yeah. Because then I wouldn't get to read this book. Of course, yeah. You could still read this book. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) Oh, Okay,
1: fantastic. Uh, Number three, Uh, if the cause of death is written within 40 seconds of writing the person's name, it will happen. So, you have 40 seconds to kind of get creative well, on that i guess <laughs> oh god uh, uh, by
0: uh the, the parachuting
3: and elephant no. there you go
1: Face
0: eaten by
1: parrots boom uh jump <laughs> the mic walk away oh man uh, i
0: would have such a good time with the death note oh, <laughs> <laughs> just have to pick the
1: weirdest no. deaths for people if the cause of death number four if the cause of death is not specified the person will simply die of a heart attack Uh, number five, after writing the cause of death, details of the death shall be written in the next six minutes and 40 seconds. So you, (laughs) you can write the person's name, the cause of death, and if you want to get really specific, you can add things into it. Like if you want to just write a paragraph about how explicit you want to get about somebody's death, you can do that. Which is interesting. So
0: parrots will eat his face, taking out the eyes first, and then pulling each tooth out individually (laughs) with their beaks. (laughs) So. The parrots will then choke on the teeth and then fall out of the sky. <laughs> and then some other birds will come down, eat those parrots, and continue to eat out I mean this person's face. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, I thought that was really clever so and interesting. As the reason I wanted you to read it because I thought it was kind of interesting and clever to to, to, to really establish rules. That shows a well thought out
1: universe. Right. That's the thing is once you write the rules, you have to stick to them. Yes. Yeah. And those rules yeah, yeah, yeah. and those rules play a big part later on in this that, series. Yeah, that's
3: why I figured, you know, they actually exist there. It's not just arbitrary i'm like okay right now we don't see it but they're it's gonna come like something's gonna come back to bite them you know mm-hmm. because right. of the rules or something like that right um i loved the way that this one i can't say his name but the main god of death that we see it's is uh depicted. ryuku yeah um i love the way he's depicted because you know i mean yeah he's got like these Kind of like bone things that he wears or whatever, like, like he's
2: crazy, but eyes.
3: he's creepy looking and it's not traditional, he's not red, you know. He's not no wearing scu- like a hood, there's
0: no skull or scythe or anything like that. He's just like, there's he, a skull in his belt
1: buckle. Well, <laughs> he's not, <laughs> yeah, like, but, no, but no. he's
0: not, he doesn't look like any version of death you've ever seen before.
1: He looks yeah. like if Sid Vicious were like yeah Again, God. <laughs> it's like it, it's like
0: if it looks like if sid vicious and hades from hercules got a lot of plastic surgery exactly, exactly. and pull his eyes way back right. like and, and oh i'm and sorry hades and apocalypse from x-men yes X. yes yes, yes.
1: <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the lips.
0: yes. Uh, oh, man. I can't think of how to
3: combine that Hades and Apocalypse. Hey, apocalypse. apocalypse. Hey, Apocalypse. Hey, <laughs> That sounds so sweet. Apocalypse. <laughs> hey, there, Apocalypse. <laughs> wow. Like um, anyway, no, I, I I, really like the way that he was designed. I thought that was, like, really cool. And um, I don't know why. It just stuck out to me. It made it, like, even more dramatic and more haunting because it, it's so different. And maybe it's different to me because I'm not as in touch with Japanese culture. No, as it's it's it's
1: different. Like, is that
3: in the vein of Japanese culture from what you've experienced through your knowledge of like manga and stuff what, like that? What, part- like, what in particular? Like the way that he's depicted. Um, no, I mean like the thing about I'm manga is like
1: it can be varied. Generally, I mean some. T- it depends on what kind of manga you're reading. This is more of like a thriller, horror type deal, um, s- suspense also. And so they, they want, I feel like they wanted to give it a more realistic uh, tone to it, which is why it has aspects of like, manga stuff that you would normally see, like his hair, for example, mm-hmm. um, the, the way that it's uh, structured, and you know, some of the character designs. But in general, this is more of a more detail-oriented manga than something that would be more s- simplistic, like Bleach, for example, yeah. um, which we read earlier.
2: I, I thought there was a couple of th- I I thought it was fun. I thought it was interesting. It's it's always interesting when you can tell like when you can see that a writer is trying to like I'm going to set up a universe. I'm going to, to put this premise out there. Here are all the rules that exist in this universe. And and now right. we start and you get to like sort of figure out or you get to read and see what happens. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was kind of funny that they were like, "Oh, this kid is the smartest kid in all of Japan." Like Basically, he just happens yeah. to be the smartest kid in all of Japan. I thought that was it. I don't know. It feels there are elements like that, and like the really, really thought out universe that feels really fan fictiony to me. Well, in, in a in a like wish fulfillment kind of way,
1: right? In this sense, it's more like uh, they set him up to be like <clears throat> to be more. The best. Uh, well, no, more like a like a Sherlock Holmes type. Yeah. So you you can't have Sherlock Holmes going. uh,
2: not being the smartest. Basically,
1: if Sherlock Holmes were like uh, sociopathic, like Moriarty, right? Yeah, yeah. So Sherlock Holmes versus Moriarty type deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, Moriarty, the reason he's really uh, crazy and and, and scary is because he is so smart. So that's what they're setting him up for uh, Uh, later on is because because he is so smart, he's probably going to be the one person to pull this off, which is why he said later on, it's like, I'm the only one that can do it, number one, because he finally got over his stomach sickness, I guess, about actually killing people. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, well,
0: I like that there's that kind of internal conflict with them yeah. where it's not like, I'm like, Oh, right. I just get to kill people. Right. Or, but it's all, but it's also not the opposite, which is, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't. It's a nice back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's interesting
2: because like, like if we read a lot of superhero comics and I read a lot yeah. of superhero stuff and you know, like usually you could see, like you can imagine a superhero book starting this way, but instead of finding a notebook where he writes people's names in it and they die he gets like a power gem or like <laughs> magic boots. No, he something. finds a
0: book where he can write people. People who he loved come back to life, and he starts with his dog. And his Aww. dog is great and happy. And it's over in four issues, because <laughs> no one
2: cares. Oh. Well, no, but I mean, it's, it's interesting that like it's like the vehicle of his superhero dumb is a notebook. Right. You know, it, it, seems, right. it seems it seems like so against like what we oh, yeah, what we expect totally from true. like punch splatter American comics.
1: Right, and the thing is that he like he it seems like. He wants to be like this force, right? Yeah. And even then, this is not something a superhero would do. Like, yeah, he doesn't so go around... I mean, cleansing. He uses the word yeah. cleansing and yeah, purging. Yeah, that was... Right. <sighs> like, those are some pretty, like... like those are heavy those are words. Some I, heavy words. Yeah, I some, recently some heard the there. word
3: cleanse. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> and it was just... It sent shivers down my spine then. And it sent shivers down my spine when um, I read it here. But yeah. Right. I have a question. Oh. Yes. So... When he's in the store and he sees that guy on the bike, like hassling that girl. Right. Um, He writes that guy's name down like six times, seven times. Is there a particular, re- I didn't catch that in the rules. He writes like, he, cause he tested out. He kills one person that, right. one convict yeah. that yeah, was like convicts, in a school through the children. TV basically. Yeah. Where he was just like, okay, that guy that guy's gonna die Mm -hmm. he's not cool and then he's like well that could have been a coincidence i better try it again yeah which i thought like oh man slippery slope (laughs) slippery slope but um that's a good
0: question he writes that guy's name like a bunch
1: but maybe he hasn't
2: read all the rules
0: okay no he's read all the rules maybe he's just doing it to make sure i don't know okay yeah he's uh, testing it out so maybe
2: he's like because he sees he wants to kill him six times
3: Seven okay, two. I just want No, I don't know. <laughs> 7 kill. The new metal band from Death Note. <laughs>
2: right,
0: so, yeah. um co- a couple of questions. The question number 1, they've adapted this into an anime and also like live action movies, haven't yeah, they? There's an yeah, there's an anime.
1: Yeah, oh, there's a live action movie. Huh. Yeah. I think there's two actually. I think there's
2: two. Yeah. And the movie does it have like a really dramatic like looks okay. over yes. and then pulls out a notebook? Yeah, and and, uh, and right. Ryuku like, is
1: like CGI and he's really creepy in CGI. Like, That's stupid, awesome. creepy. So, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's an anime, also. Um, and they get the tone really, really well. So, yeah. yeah.
3: Seems like it. Cool. That's awesome. So, Alan, let me ask you something. What drew you into this or what what made you decide to bring this like in, i know you kind of said like yeah you on know, yeah. bring it we talked about it before but like why did this book stand out i mean it's pretty different than some of the stuff you've brought already yeah generally
1: it- this would not be up my alley with the exception of that i've seen most of the anime um, like i missed the first you know, six or seven episodes but you can kind of derive what happens um, so the point is uh, that this gets really good when did you guys okay let me ask you a question before i continue yeah, yeah. my explanation did you figure out what was happening in the last two pages
2: the interpol or their like top guy with a with a g4 tower is um in <laughs> an apple Cinema display yeah. is uh, is going to find out who's making people have heart attacks and die
1: right so here's the thing about that uh they they are looking at like the senate or whatever it is right yeah. the interpol and then there's all these old guys But none of them are talking. It's all coming through the radio or the the intercom or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it flashes over to this guy. This guy is the opposite of uh, uh, Yagami. I forget his first name. Saito. Um, So he is the Sherlock to uh, Yagami's or Saito's uh, uh, Moriarty. So this begins, and I don't want to... Like give it away, but this begins the whole cat and mouse thing. So That's they're just,
2: like, so he's the cat in that situation, right? Our main character is the mouse,
1: correct? So because he says, "Look, fifty-two people have had heart attacks suddenly, and yeah. they're all like kind of like it doesn't take a genius to figure out something something's wrong in here between them." Yeah. yeah. So we have to figure out what that thing is, and so the series revolves around um, uh, Saito doing doing his thing, and then having to conceal his identity and create the world he's trying to create and do it without getting attention drawn to himself. And there's other factors that get jump, jumped into there. But this character right here at the very end, uh, he is like the yin to the yang. Uh, so I it's gotcha. the whole thing. So he doesn't
2: back. want to, and I forgot about this, the page right before that, I am going to become the God of the new world. Yeah. Yes. Right. I was it's like, Oh, that's like maybe this guy says. isn't like a good, like the good guy. <laughs> yeah. It's
3: yeah. like Lex Luthor, super smart. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that unsettled me the most was the fact that this um, this death god, yeah. uh, Ryuku, uh, he's not like yeah do it kill him kid kill him kill him you know right yeah. he's just there like oh are you sure you want to do this he's even like questioning him being mm-hmm. like yeah are you sh- do you think you can do it I don't. He's just—he's just there for the ride. Oh, he's like, he's like, not like—he's
2: hmm. not like Lady Death and Thanos, where to, she's just to, like yeah. to, half the universe. that's not enough to,
0: to uh, him. He's just like hmm, interesting how these ants interact no, I, with each other. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> no, I understand
3: that, and like that—that's weird. But yeah, the fact that he's almost—he's almost acting as. His moral compass. Being yeah, it's, like, right. it's a little weird. You know, do you think you
2: can? I don't know. Man. I don't know if he's acting. So. like, I if you, you kill all the bad him, people, let me, let me you'll be the only one left with who's a bad person. Yeah, he's
3: like, that doesn't make sense. Like, just the way that it, it's a guise or something right. that he's just kind of hiding mm-hmm. behind. But it weirds me out so much in a way that I'm like, must read. More. So, <laughs> so
1: that goes back to your question, which was uh, why why would I choose something like this? And it's because of stuff like that. It's the it's the cat and mouse. It's the thriller. It's the suspense. It's the fact that the the protagonist is not really... Yeah, air quotes. So he's a <laughs> protagonist. Uh, and then he's got this, like, death god who's kind of like, hey, are you sure about this? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm crazy, but I mean, I'm exactly crazy. <laughs> well, isn't
0: the definition of a protagonist, not to get too literary, but isn't the definition of the protagonist the person who's, like, pushing the story forward, not necessarily a good person? Well, yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, so
1: I mean... It, it, I don't know. It, the reason it appeals to me is because uh, it gets it. It just becomes a psychological thriller, and if you're into that kind of thing, which mm-hmm. I really, I really like when uh, writing is good. You know, like it's yeah. really well written, um, and there are obstacles, and then you have to get around them. That kind of thing. That's this. It's not just like I'm the chosen one. I have maximum power, and then let's fight. It's like. Here's a person. I'm the and chosen one. I have maximum power. I'm going to write your name in a notebook. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but he's still human. So yeah. he has this thing and he has this idea, but ultimately he still has to deal with all the other human stuff, um, as well as somebody who's just as smart as he is trying to figure out who he is. Mm-hmm. Death
0: by cool. pen stroke. Anyway. <laughs> so, Alan, where can people find this
1: and read it? Uh, it's published by Viz Media, but recently it actually got added to Comixology as well. Yep. So you can buy volumes of it, volume one, two, three, and I forget how, I think it goes up to six or something like that, um, for $5 each.
2: Oh, cool. That's not bad. And they're like digest size, so it's like a couple hundred pages, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, Volumes are a couple chapters at a time.
1: Cool. All right. Well,
0: that's awesome. And I'm going to definitely look into that. This is actually the first manga that makes me like, I want to continue reading this and search yeah. it nice. out more. So um, moving away from Death Note and moving on to Chewie's book. Chewie, tell us about the book you
2: chose to bring this time. The only book that's in color this week. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: That's <laughs> wow, it it's is. true. Wow, it is. It's true. Everything else is black and white. It's true. Even our, even our first prints. That's Welcome true. Welcome
3: to a world of color. <laughs> um.
1: I picked Legendary Star-Lord, uh,
3: from number one, from the pages of Guardians of the Galaxy, um, written by, as before mentioned, Sam Humphreys, uh, penciled by Paco Medina. So, we follow young Star-Lord here, uh, through his adventures, um, and yeah, I mean, I don't want to just kind of spoil the plot line here too much, I want you guys to talk about it here, but you know. Star-Lord, Star-Lording it up, round space, just spacing around, and then
0: things happen. Yeah. So, go. Um, So, I read this earlier, um, and afterwards went on Comixology and bought a bunch of old Guardians of the Galaxy books. There's actually a sale on Guardians of the Galaxy as we're recording this. I don't know if it's still going on, Mm -hmm. but this just made me want to start reading more Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. I I like that... Uh, here's the thing we talked we talked to Sam about we asked him you'll hear in the interview about um, uh, about. You know, the pressure of the movie, and now there's a sequel and a bunch of stuff. They're really mm-hmm. going in with Guardians of the Galaxy. And is there any pressure on that? And he said, No, not really. I don't feel that. It's because I feel like, it whether this be good or bad, depending on your opinion of the movie and depending on what Sam thinks, but I think he did a really good job of capturing the same tone, or Chris Pratt did a good job of capturing this, or, uh, exuding the same tone in the movie. But I really feel like after watching the movie, this is just, it just melds right in with me. This blends mm-hmm. exactly into who Peter Quill is in the movie. Um, I really like. I don't know. I, I really liked the story. I was intrigued. I wanted to read more, and so much so that I was like, I want to read more Guardians of the Galaxy. I got some of the newer ones and I've read them, but I wanted to go and kind of read some older ones and check that out you too. You should. Yeah, and you I did.
1: Just read the uh, the Annihilation and Annihilation Conquest. It'll get you. I read. Like, I, right I started reading the
0: 2008 run. I think that's where it's. I starts. think it's the same. Thing. Yeah, same yep. thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And it's there's really it, good. it was on
0: sale for three ninety nine the first volume of it. So, so I said pick it up. Uh, but yeah, I really liked it. Actually, I did enjoy it. I actually wanted to read more. I wanted to find out what happened next.
1: I really like this book, because um, you're right. It totally catches like uh, the feel of the movie for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Like the the Star Lord of the movie, Whether sort of you, sarcastic is, and, yeah. and yeah, witty. Sort of like in over his head, but he's yeah. making it up as he goes along. And there's still,
0: but there's still those emotional. There's like, still points something. there yeah. you, you know, there's that something there. He's it. got it's really heart. guiding him. You know? yeah. Yeah.
1: Although it, he says he's dealing with Badoons, but those look like scrolls to me. No, scrolls know.
2: have the chins. <laughs> These do have chins. No, that's different. Anyway. <laughs> so <we get> the, <laughs> anyway. No, scrolls have the, like, Thanos thing going on. Are you not seeing this? No, yeah, I mean... For anyone yeah. that
3: hasn't Maybe listened that to this guy. show before, or, like... I have <laughs> one
0: word for you. Continuity.
3: Yeah, right. All right, all no, right. right. no, just, Just, I'm, I'm just... Being a fly on the wall, listening to that, it's like, no, I don't think he's a squirrel. I think he's he's a little bit, he's got the Thanos thing. It's just all these words. It's like, oh, comic book word. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 Look seriously. at it, listen to all the comic book
1: words here. <laughs> I, I love this splash page, by the way. Where yes. uh, he's like, I had to do things. And then he's They're like... like
3: important he's, things? He's, <laughs> and he's like, yeah.
1: Like he's got uh, girls and then he's fighting with Gamora and then he's doing karaoke with Groot in Rocket Raccoon. I'm not <laughs> that's <actually> my <laughs> favorite part. I love the karaoke. Yeah, yeah I don't know Rocket. how Groot
2: does karaoke, but... Uh, I am Groot. 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 <laughs> Groot. Just, imagine, then, just imagine a whole group of people singing a corn song and then someone's just saying, I am Groot the whole time. That, yeah, there's uh, only uh, one yeah.
0: song they could be singing. It's Hooked on a Feeling. That's, yeah, a that's probably right. true. They're all singing that Yeah. Um, uh,
1: and then another girl. Oh yeah,
0: um, he's with a lady. A lady girl down there. Twice. Two lady girls in the two top. Two lady
1: girls in the top and then one lady girl. Kicking some butt with more there. I like um,
0: two...
3: Th- there's like, what, four splash pages in this book? There's mm. a couple. Um, yeah. The first one where it's just Earth and I, I don't know why, but just it, it really spoke. Maybe because I'm from Earth. I was like, hey, I'm from <laughs> No, I, I really liked it. Um, It just kind of set a tone. It it almost felt like it's kind of letting you know, like, hey, there's gonna be some grab—no pun intended. There's gonna be some gravity to this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to this book, despite anything that you might think it's gonna be, because of you know the movie, because of right. some of the jokes we're gonna make. But it, it's serious, you know. And part of I think the seriousness is you show Earth small. It's not like a big giant thing. Mm-hmm. It's small, surrounded by empty space. Almost, right. it, it's almost like. I don't know if the word is accurate. It's almost nihilistic in a way, like, well, it, it doesn't matter, you know? It, I, well, I think I think what it... Would, hold sorry, on, sorry. But right. the very next page, we see, you know, young Peter Quill standing at his mother's gravesite. Right. You know, and it's like you take something that all of us, you know, earth, you know, we're like, okay, it's so massive mm-hmm. and you make it right. so insignificant and small. But then you put us immediately in a moment on that insignificant small uh, piece of... of space debris mm-hmm. you put us there and you put us in a moment that somehow seems bigger than the world mm-hmm. and i was just like that was pretty crazy i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know i just i was like whoa that's a good one and yeah. then later just the first two pages yeah yeah exactly and then you have the splash page you were talking about which i love because you know the other splash pages you have the earth one you have some of the other ones where it's like you know pretty epic like okay here you know there's some battles going on there's a big revelation going on but then the other one that they felt was important enough to have as a splash page was a lot of personality yeah, in there. You the know? Like, yeah. like We talked yeah. about, you know, just the montage of like, yeah, important. But I don't know. That that was my opinion. I think that I'm uh, Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> Chewy
0: out. Can we can we talk about the art for a minute? Well, hold on. Can we? As, listen as the, I want to hear Ryan.
3: Well, Ryan,
2: okay, yeah, what okay, did you say go. about it? I mean, it? it was tons of fun. I really liked his. Uh, the the little blue narration boxes did mm. you notice which are sort of like the his internal sarcastic monologue. his internal monologue but yeah. they're like super sarcastic oh, side cool. comments I didn't really catch that like like the part where the guy's like uh, I've never heard of Mister Knife and he's he like huh you're a terrible liar and he's like I really haven't <laughs> <laughs> Um On the art. I thought it was, yeah, man, it's, it's can I
0: tell you about what my favorite panel is? And honestly, the splash pages are great, but it's not my favorite panel. My favorite panel is on the bottom. Well, it's on the bottom of technically what would be page, uh, page three. Of the book, if that big splash page. Yeah, there was that big splash page above of him. It was one of above of him and some people, but it's in the lower left hand corner where his mask is turning off. Oh yeah. yeah, I just love the way that is drawn. And I think that uh, to me, I know maybe it's because I'm not an artist, um, and I, I'm trying to draw. I've, I've decided to try to take up drawing, which I'm never going to draw like this, but you know whatever you can um, do it yeah no i, I believe in yeah. you yeah no. but i i thanks alan for believing
2: in me
1: oh yeah absolutely hey your art's gonna be fantastic i will support you 100 <laughs> percent. it's just not the kind of art that
2: alan wants for his story <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but no I, I like that i like this the way that that that's drawn like it the the depth and that's also due to the colorist and the inker and the inker as well yeah, yeah. um doing all the the depth of uh, okay it just looks gorgeous i
2: don't know and the why, way it breaks just, the panel on top
0: yeah oh and i just can't i just love the way that it looks i, I just love the way that his face is in there and I can't explain why but when you look at it you're just like that's just cool to look at
2: and you know it's funny the the panel right above that it's the one where Star-Lord is sort of standing between these these invaders these treasure hunter people and the people in the orphanage Uh like it's funny because it's the first shot we get to see of Star-Lord in the book right right? this is legendary Star-Lord number one this is the first shot it's such a great like it's not even like a pinup but it's just a hero shot where he's there and behind him is this lady and this little girl holding a baseball bat and another little girl is like hanging off the waist of this of, of the lady who's in charge of the orphanage and then he's got like his mask and he's and he looks kind of awesome with his with his coat blown in the wind there, and then on the other side the of the wind is, indoors, yeah. That you know the, the, the door just opened, you know, yeah, and it's draft, yeah, of course. And then on the other side, he's he's basically like standing between these kids and. The, this invasion for it's such a heroic shot. It's, Alan, that's fun
3: that wind that appears out of nowhere. <laughs> that wind that appears out of nowhere when you're standing heroically. The hero draft. Gotcha. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, the, the hero man. draft. I like the it. hero a, draft. There you go. Now you guys can talk about that in the other movies when there's no <laughs> wind in something. <laughs> the, oh. the one
1: thing that like it didn't bug me because I understand it, but it's like okay, is when he gets thrown in jail and then he contacts Kitty pride is like, it Kitty Pride? That's Kitty Pride. Oh, yeah, that makes sure. perfect yeah, yeah. sense. Yeah, uh,
2: I know continuity wise, he and Kitty Pride, there's the thing. But it also makes but, sense why a she's a lot of people. But. Why she's uh, grading papers? Like now, it's not yes. just a random oh, school teacher. Yeah. It's okay, Kitty Pride, director I was say, of because oh, right. oh, Xavier. I was hoping. I was hoping for the heck gifted. that was Kitty Pride. Yeah. Yes. not sure. Um, I love the part. He's like, "Wait, are you on your bed?" And she's all, "I'm grading papers."
1: <laughs> what else? Grading papers. Oh, and then her. Yeah,
2: you know what? It totally makes sense because she says, "I have." have had problems with Peters in the past. Yes. Because of, uh, uh, that one Pietro,
1: guy. Pietro. Or yeah. not Pietro, but, uh, yeah. Piotr. Yeah. Yes. I can't even say that actually.
2: Can't Colossus. ever think of his name. Colossus. That's it. A- um,
3: I have a question for you, Alan. What? Art. You're art guy. Uh, Talk art. Also, right. especially what do you because, think of the art? when I, I remember when I, you were, uh, when I said who it was done by, you are like, Oh, you made a little impressed noise, and I was well, like, oh, okay, you're familiar with his work or something? Or? If
1: I recall correctly, Medina did some work on Spider-Man, is that true? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I, I so. imagine so. Because that looks I'm, very familiar. Yes, because that's where I know him from mostly, and, and this looks like the art that when I first started reading Spider-Man comics, which was Amazing Spider-Man four 400, something like that, um, if I recall correctly... Uh, Anyway, I'd probably way off. But the point is, the, the, this looks a lot like that. And it's definitely photoshoppy Yeah, um, mm-hmm. It's definitely got a lot of uh, flares and uh, and lines and a lot of different gradients. Um, but it doesn't hurt it, I don't think. In it's fact, still I, yeah. really I, cartoony. The faces
2: like, are still really cartoony. Yeah, I think. It, it's still... It's which I like. It feels
1: good. It, it's not overly done. Um, it's it's very like i i can't imagine putting any of these pages through a inkjet printer yeah. without it like exploding so <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't probably do that but uh for what it is i mean it it keeps you immersed and i think that the writing along with this art because that's really a big part of it also yeah. keeps the story moving on top of that the uh i mean i, I can't stress enough panel layout and we've mm-hmm. already, we've already mm-hmm. talked about it a little bit. But the panel layout, just on that page that you were talking about, Ian and Ryan, where he's got the hero shot and everything. like So we have the big th- uh, two-thirds splash across the two pages. And in the bottom, we have no borders. We have a one border, uh, but the
2: dialogue is outside it's of like it. It's like an inset shot almost. Yeah. We
1: have another traditional inside the border, and then we have one with the orphanage owner with a border behind her, but she's way outside yeah, of it. Like so it's more out. like a backdrop. Like those four panels in 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 their difference of layout is really interesting cuz you have to look at how it wants you to follow across it right so top left to bottom to back up to top and then back down to bottom and then you end over here in the bottom right till you turn the page again mm-hmm. so the way that they do that and the way they keep jumping around the scenery but keeping you like fixed in one point it's it's just i love it like <laughs> it <laughs> leads not... your
2: eye really well across the page and
1: uh, Black Beetle was a. Remember we talked about yeah. the way the, those pages mm-hmm. lay out. This is a less extreme version. Yeah, but it takes a lot of. The, it kind of takes the same cues where. Yeah. Um, nothing is laid out the same way twice. Yeah. That's awesome. So That's it be, it feels cinematic in that sense. That's right, dude.
3: Um, you said something. I think when I was reading it, you you walked a, walked by when I was reading it one time, um, and it was the page where he returns to Earth. Um, or n- I don't know if it's Earth He, re- he returns to the it's orphanage It's not Earth but he yeah. goes back to the Earth yeah. He returns to space Earth right. And um, he you know The other Earth yeah, that's yeah. out there yeah. in space um, <laughs> All of them so, Yeah he, uh, he returns to the orphanage And he's standing there with his cowboy hat on And yeah, I think you hat. walked by and you're like Oh, Space Wolverine, huh? Yes. <laughs> he doesn't like Wolverine, Space Marine, dude. I I would be down for Space Wolverine. Um I I really liked how he had that little flashback moment when he um you know, he flashes back again towards the end um mm-hmm. to his mother's funeral or his mother's service or whatever and right. then it like takes back to uh the present day and he's like real
1: smooth quill mm-hmm. <laughs> i just thought
3: like that i was like oh that just seems perfectly in line with the character
1: from the very little that i know of the character now mm-hmm. and you kind of get the sense that he's he's a little more insecure
2: than he lets on but he's faking it all yeah. the way through you know and he's well, doing and a, he's a little job. more altruistic yeah. than he lets on too because because when he brings the money back to the orphan and she's like oh well i just sold that thing and whatever i figured i'd give you guys some cash whatever no big deal and then the next couple pages, you see him on the ship. He's all, "Yeah, I handed over all of my emergency savings. cash to them." Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yeah. that
0: was really. Cool. I, I have to say, the ending of this book made me want to read. Oh yeah, like, oh, this is the definition of a cliffhanger ending. Yeah,
1: it gives away
0: some some things in the movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but I'm sure that's been established in the continuity. Oh, it of
1: the has. Yeah, yeah. it has for a while. Time. But still, that's like. That's interesting to do in in Star Lord number one. When yeah. it's a, it's not a movie tie in per se, but right. I mean the reason that they start over, they create new ongoings when movies come out, is so new readers can jump on right uh, and be familiar with it. So this is interesting in that sense. So
3: cool. Well, Chewie, where can people pick this up? Well, you can pick it up at your local shop. I, um, you know we did the Q and A with Fat. So, you Film know, collectibles, fat collectibles, yay. Um, you know, you can pick it up in print, you can p- I download it on Comicsology, you can go ahead and find it digitally on uh, Marvel's website as well. Um, check out this book, it's a great read, so get your hands on it one way or
2: another.
0: Cool. So, uh, moving on from Star Lord onto Ryan's book, Ryan, what did you choose to bring for us this time?
2: Uh, I brought a book, uh, and I'm not super duper sure how to pronounce it. I think it's called Rassel, Rassel, or Razzle. Razzle. Like spelled that. r-a-s-l S-L. uh written and drawn by jeff smith uh the guy who did bone bone uh, and after he finished bone he was like oh, i'm gonna do a more groany-uppy comic book and that's when it's this came out
1: pretty groany-uppy so pretty to a why don't you give us your version of the plot and then we'll go from there
2: uh sure it's a guy <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like a he's a guy and he steals stuff from alternate dimensions
4: Mm.
0: That's how how I took it. Yeah. So (laughs) this
1: reminded me a lot as I was reading. I'm like, so it's like, it's kind of like Casanova. So I remember he would jump in Uh between the dimensions and do things and then jump back again. Sort of. It
3: also kind of reminded me of Prophet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it kind
2: of did too. Because yes. I have a type, clearly. You definitely
0: do. It's funny, because in that one page where he's sitting with those two cannons on his like legs, I've seen a stand-up, a full stand-up of that at Comic-Con for uh-huh. three years in a row and had no idea what the heck it is. And now I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I've <laughs> seen that before. Which one? This one. This thing. Oh, I've uh, seen yeah, that before. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that? It's a life-size stand-up of it. And now I know what it is. We saw No, wait. We
3: didn't see Jeff Smith this time at Comic-Con. No, we saw, we saw Jeff booth. Smith at WonderCon like a few yeah. years mm-hmm. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's doing a nice guy.
1: They don't actually actually explain what that thing is in no, this particular don't. issue. No, I'm
0: assuming it's what allows him to travel between dimensions. Well, clearly, I can't, be, yeah. I can't be sure. That silly mask is fantastic. Though. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, I liked it. Uh, I I am I'm, I'm intrigued. It's one of those it's one of those head scratchers where I have to go what and go back and read it again and look mm-hmm. at it again. Look, it's a lot of visual symbolism. I think, especially with the beginning and the end of the book. Um, I I, I like that. Um, I don't know. I, I I really did enjoy it.
1: Um, that uh, that guy. Uh, that comes into the bar uh-huh. after he figures out he's in the wrong place. the oh, yeah. lizard face guy,
0: creepy yes. as heck. Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my god. I'm like, wow. That's a really good job creeping me out that much with just a few lines. Because <laughs> this book is black and white, so it's got the. Uh, that's uh, true. With no gr- uh, no gray gradient either. That just straight, straight up black no, and white. straight up
0: black and
3: white. It's great. I have a question for you. What's the whole stone floating through water
2: thing? Did you figure
3: I, that out? Because I couldn't figure that out
2: that thing. I, I don't think it's, I think it's, I mean, this is definitely the first in a mm. story. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I think it fulfills itself. Well, later. It's a, it, yeah. It, I okay. mean, he's sort of drifting. He calls it the drift when he goes yeah. between different worlds and stuff. And I, I think it's supposed to be, well, the entire
0: of, first part appears to be, a, yeah. it's, well, well, the entire can, book
1: is a flashback, right? You want me to give you my, sort my of? yeah Yeah. Okay. So my opinion is probably totally wrong and super convoluted. Um, so, water, it's a rock, and it's approaching the surface of water, and it splashes through. And then as you see it, it creates a splash, and it creates ripples, and then it Ripple starts... Effect. Yeah, and then it starts... You, it took me a second to figure out, but it's the underside of the water as the rock is sinking, right? Right. So, he's going through all this stuff, and then uh, it, it's, in my opinion, it, it's metaphorical for the fact that he is breaking barriers, mm-hmm. literally... Uh, and probably metaphorically as well. Um, he's busting through that, creating ripples and creating splashes. And then as he's doing that, he's also sinking. Like, Because he gets into places like this where he doesn't know where he is. And then he just starts sinking. So he, all, he he says in here as well that he kind of doesn't always know what's going on. He's kind of just doing it to do it. Uh, uh, he's got some other motivation, but he doesn't have fully control over it, much just like a rock that's kind of like yeah. sinking. So he's in over his head effectively. Um, and then that links back to him actually flicking the pebbles into uh, the water as if, he's, as if he's the one just going, throwing it in there. Now, it could also be a metaphor for staying focused, you know, dripping, yeah. throwing rocks, being in your happy place type deal. But I, I prefer to think of it as kind of a metaphor for himself. Um, and busting through barriers uh, that are almost invisible because when you look at water, they're, they're mm-hmm. clear. yeah um, And then, of course, sinking like a, a rock. <laughs> so I don't know. That's just the way that I interpreted well, it.
0: The way that I, I, I took at least the, the format of the book is the beginning starts out with him... Him in the desert, and the end starts out with him in the desert. Now, you could either say, Oh, I, I, the way I view it, and I don't know if it seems, maybe it's super obvious and I'm just dumb, but that seems to be whatever happens in the middle of the book is a flat, is kind of a flashback to how okay. I got to where I am. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kind of well, got that. Because, really because that the end of the book uh, ends with him doing the same thing, looking up at the moon, the half moon, because yeah. half of it has disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think, I think also that that has, I, I don't know if maybe, maybe this is also reading too far anyway, but you talked about the ripple effect, maybe the things that he's doing, the things that he's stealing, the things that he's, Doing have an effect on? I mean, he's not just stealing. He's not just stealing little things. He's stealing a Picasso for God's sake.
1: Well, the, clearly it does because when he goes to the jukebox, yeah. it's not yeah. um, Bob Dylan. Which, Tilly, which, Tilly. which Robert I Zimmerman.
3: loved that that's the way they chose to let the reader know. You know, like hey, there's something wrong instead of being right. like hey, you know, everyone's lizard yeah, faces. Everyone's there's yeah. one yeah. lizard face guy. Yeah. Just <laughs> it, it's just like he goes to the jukebox and you look at it and it just says like Robert Zimmerman. Blonde on blonde, and then he just says, "Uh oh, that's
1: not right. Dylan isn't Dylan." Right, yeah, <laughs> it's and it's not- like you—you kind of have to get the reference. But- well, yeah, 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 but
3: still, it's just like I thought that was kind of cool. It, it just lets it, it, and he looks like it, he- I, I, it just seems like Jeff Smith. Assumes the reader is smart, is intelligent. We can figure it out. Even I feel like even if you don't know, like okay, you know, he uses a name that I think is pretty recognizable by most people. He Mm -hmm. uses an image that I think is pretty recognizable by most people. And even if not. He just spells it out. Dylan isn't Dylan, so he says, "Okay, that guy is not who he's supposed to be." Mm-hmm. You know, and that lets you know something's wrong. And then right. you see lizard God, face. This guy just creeps me out so much. <laughs> oh, like dude, un- he's going
0: to get you in your nightmares. Well, yeah, I know. And, the, Thanks, and the, buddy. the look on his face makes me makes me think that he knows that guy. This is not the first time he's seen. Yeah.
1: that Yeah. Well, clearly, I mean, if somebody walks in with a like, face like that, and you know he's dressed in all black and he's shooting at you, I mean, that's like that's kind of a tip off. But I, I don't know.
2: Ryan, yep. I mean, I haven't. Um, I like. I collected this when it first came out, and I haven't read it since. So okay, it's been a long. So time. it's been sitting. It's around. been five or six years. Uh, so I don't remember a huge amount about it. it, and I only read the first few issues. That makes me want to go back and read the entire series.
3: Dude, I love how he tags his name as he steals the Picasso. Uh-huh. Also, yeah. he's just like a wrestle.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so
3: that way you know where he's been. You know, going dimension to dimension, wrestling around and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, uh. You up for some wrestling? Wrestle.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about the art a little bit. Yeah. What do you guys think? I like it. I, I like. I mean, I like Jeff Smith's work in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like it.
1: It's interesting because it's on model, but at the same time, he's got a big head. Yeah, yes, he, does. he does. Like he, he looks like this guy would be like. Five seven, yeah, you know, like not five, a tall guy, not a tall guy, kind of definitely bulky, get that, but he has like a big head and a lot of hair.
0: I can be Russell. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> gonna,
1: I don't know if he's gonna get this reference, but uh, Tomba.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah? Tomba. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I, I I'm glad one person on it. gets it then. Explain. No, Explain. It. Tomba Explain. is a video game from Explain. the Nintendo, Super yeah, Nintendo I era. Yeah, I, I was like, you look familiar. Why can't I place you? That's, that's just
1: why. every time I look at it, I'm like, black-haired Tomba. I yeah, I look up, it. Tomba. Um,
3: I, I I like the art. Um, I, Can you do me a favor, Ryan? Can you give me a brief little timeline? When was Bone? And this was after Bone, right? Yeah,
2: Bone was in the 90s. Okay. Um, and it, Bone went on for a really long yeah, time. Yeah, I used to read and so, Bone
0: in Disney Adventures. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I guess, oh man, so long this
2: came out, out in 2009. Okay, something so like that. Pretty yeah, recent. this is relatively recent.
0: This
3: feels like, I don't know how else to explain it. I'm sure there's a name for this type of style or whatever, but it feels like uh, throwback art, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. You know, when you look at some, um, you know, classic type of comic book art. In the past, especially when you talk about you know creators um, that created their own characters and things like that, mm-hmm. this is the type of art that was behind it, and it's kind of cool because it makes me Who put this out? Did he put? It, did he put it out independently, or was yeah, it Yeah, he a, he
2: self published it. Okay, self published. Um, I mean, he through. I think the company is called Cartoon Books. Yeah, so it's basically just him doing it.
3: It's well, crazy. I I love it because it just definitely has that feel. <sighs> I don't know how to explain it. it, it it's kind of inspirational for mm-hmm. me in a sense, because it looks like something and, and this is not, don't, you know, don't get it twisted. This isn't saying it in a wrong way. It looks like something that was made by one person. Mm-hmm. It looks like something right. that was written and drawn by one person, mm-hmm. but that also includes, you know, the care and the, uh, you know, just pouring your entire self into this And seeing it like this and seeing it and holding it in my hand right now, looking at it, it just, it's kind of inspiring because it's like, cool, this is 2009 and this comes out this still happens. It's mm-hmm. not like that, that time period is done and you have to know, right. you know, Photoshop and you have to know this and you have to no, know that, you know, it's like, you can still do it. And granted, he's done a lot of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, in the past, he's well established, you know, there's no taking that away, but he chose to do something this way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. That, that speaks to me.
2: Yeah. And, and one thing, cause I, I think I read it digitally when I reread it, but I went back to the original, the, it's printed. It was originally printed in like off-white paper, so it's not quite. It's not just stark black and white. It's the paper is a little more warm. It's kind of yellowy. I don't know. It looks really different on on my iPad with like bright, like bluish white yeah, and black lines yeah. than it does in the book with that kind of almost Manila yellow page and the and the the black lines.
3: It's almost like he used the type of paper as part of the art. Mm-hmm. Right, it's kind of cool yeah.
2: because because it, it makes sense. Especially he's in, a, he's in the desert, and the paper looks very sort of deserty like the color like the yeah. color on the cover is almost the color of the paper.
1: It's a really interesting cover too. Like the one where his face is all yeah. lines basically as if he's getting thrown against the ground.
3: Which is really cool cuz it it I think when you look at that cover, the first thing that you would think of if it, at least the first thing I would think of without the words Rassel, or without Rassel, R mm-hmm. A S L on there wouldn't be comic. It would be some form of art Mm -hmm. you know like just this is some piece of art that i need to study and that's what i did i like sat there just looking at the cover for quite some time um you know just to kind of try to figure it out and i thought that was pretty neat it was pretty it's a pretty metal cover too it (laughs) kind of
2: looks like face
0: (laughs) so ryan tell us where can one get this book
2: um, they've printed a, a big old omnibus that you can get of the entire store I think it's, it ends up being like 32 issues or something like that uh, that you can get at your local comic book store The issues are available uh, Individually on Comixology the first one is actually free uh, the first issue of this is free right now on Comixology And that's how we all read it.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, leaving the world of razzle Wrestle. I'm sorry, Jeff, you're listening. Please, let us know how to say it. <laughs> Educate us. Um, and moving on to my book, the final book of the week. Uh, I chose to bring a book called Snapshot. It was uh, written by Andy Diggle and illustrated art and covers by Jock. Uh, letters by Clem Robbins. Uh, it is about a young man who works at a comic shop he finds a cell phone and the cell phone has pictures of a murder on it and now some guys after him uh, it's a four issue miniseries. Uh, I really like this is one of the first books that I remember I was at a comic book store when I first started reading comics and somebody's yeah. like oh do you read Snapshots? it's pretty good and I, and I you know it just came out it's, it's selling really well and so I'm like oh maybe I should check this out and I ended up really liking it so I want to know what you guys think
1: it was good <laughs> oh,
0: really, Alan? I thought you would like the this, the 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 near mint rhino. No, yeah, near, near mint, mint rhino is great. That's cool. <laughs> uh, it's just
1: like that's I, the name it, of the it story. has. I know suspension of disbelief, but like picking up a phone that doesn't have a lock on it, like you could just get right into it. Oh, I
3: like how that's what takes him out of it. I
1: mean, come on, you know,
0: because
3: a book that kills people.
0: That's okay. Oh you can gosh, find those don't, don't everywhere. Don't start playing this game. Come on. No, we're no, not no, going no, to. No. Okay,
3: but oh, no, no, no. I, I want to hear a My guy went to space, and he sang karaoke with a raccoon and a Groot. Look, there's a, a difference. giant tree man. No,
1: no, no, There's a difference between a constructed universe and plot development. <laughs> Maybe I mean, in this like,
3: universe, <laughs> phone locks don't phone exist. Phone locks don't
1: exist. <laughs> like, nobody puts a passcode, including a contract killer. It's in killer. Canada. What if it's in Canada? <laughs> So, like, contract killers don't put passcodes on their phones, apparently. Um, but, no, I like, uh, I like his friend. Like, his friend is really funny. Steve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Steve. He's just, like, he's a typical Steve. nerd. I love it when <laughs> that guy comes in and goes, do you keep stationary? And they say, all the time. All the time. Sometimes for <laughs> hours. <Sometimes> <laughs> hours. Oh, man, jerks at comic book shops. <laughs> yeah, that made me laugh and cringe at the same time. Um, but then, then the guy comes in and, you know, he calls... Uh, somebody calls him, and he's really trusting about this phone call that comes in. It's it's just sort of like, okay, I'm with the FBI. Do this. He goes, okay, yeah, no problem. And okay, fine. I will give you the fact that may, he may have been just kind of in shock at the time and not thinking clearly. But then the guy comes back and he he's like, oh, I'm with the FBI. So why don't you go ahead and get that thing out of the safe for me? You go, yeah, let me just go get that for you. Like no ID. Didn't ask for a badge or like a any form of.
2: He's a dumb kid You're running a coffee shop.
1: I, well, maybe it's like I said because I'm removed from it. <laughs> but the point is, um, there's just a few points in this that kind of made me go, "Really? Uh, okay." If it moves the story forward, I guess it's fine. Um, other than that, it got really good there at the end. Yeah,
2: um, I I had a trouble following it because a lot of the the grown up looking guys had the same face, a little okay. bit, and I was I was like, well, like that. So this so that guy didn't die, but now he did die ag- again. Like, I was just a little confused with who was dead at the I, end of this book.
3: You know what I felt, and I could be wrong, maybe. And how many times they died. older, what I presume, is an Asian gentleman. Maybe he didn't want to, you know, make that super obvious and, you know, be, like, considered offensive or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I think he's like, well, let me, you know, let me tone him down a little bit, and then it might be a little bit confusing.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I, I just, like, I... All of the people in suits looked the same to me and I had trouble distinguishing <laughs> Like I could tell just which like one was the... like the real world, the, those suits. Like I could tell the guy with the glasses mm-hmm. and I could tell his pal Steve with the goatee. Guys, right, but Steve after that, got, I got murdered. Him. Yeah, he did. Straight right?
3: up murdered in the face. <laughs> Literally in the
2: face. <laughs> yeah. Straight up just shot between
3: the eyes, dude. It was... It was metal, but it was devastating. It was metal stating.
2: Oh, metal
4: stating. <laughs> metal stating. So
0: can I ask you guys the really thing I liked about this book and I didn't realize until another look through is it is what do you guys think of the layouts?
4: Mm-hmm. They're the layouts are really yeah.
0: interesting to me. That's what really, really, and like the way the backgrounds are drawn too. In a lot of this, the, the scenes. A lot it of use of
1: negative space. It's yeah. very,
2: it's very like Alfred Hitchcock to me. Yeah, yeah it everything. Is. There's a lot of kind of like Dutch angles mm-hmm. and like things coming in at, a, at an odd, at an odd perspective. It, and stuff it like is that. a
0: little bit Hitchcocking, It's know, very Hitchcocky. It, it's like a modern like you know guy. Well, especially because it's and in, in San Francisco, it. makes you yeah. think of Vertigo. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, I love. It even has a Hitchcock sounding name. Yeah,
2: it does. It really
1: does. Just backgrounds. Like, those backgrounds, those are fantastic. Which
3: makes me so much more stoked that Jock and Scott Snyder are doing a book together called Witches with a Y. (laughs) Witches with a Y.
1: Okay. Like W.
3: I just feel like that'd be great. Imagine the writer of, like, you know, The Wake and, like, you know, well, for you, not really. We haven't read Batman on here. Right. But, you know, we read The Wake Mm -hmm. and we've seen Jock's artwork. Boom, just mashing the goodness. Anyways, back to this <laughs> book. Um, yeah, dude, it was crazy because I'm like, okay, cool. Well, you know, we spent a lot of time with Steve.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He's not going to kill Steve. And he straight up killed Steve. He, he liked her own style. But he, <laughs> that other I had
2: died before. He'd straight up been shot in the and,
3: face. And That's the thing. I had that... I had that like moment too, where I'm like, "Oh God, he killed Steve," and then I was like, "Wait a minute, Steve? Did he? (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) did he kill Steve? Like, is Steve a part? Because here's the thing, oh yeah, totally. I'm gonna throw this out there. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. You don't like the fact that this phone doesn't have a lock on it, right? right? Too easy,
1: right? Right. Yeah, way too easy.
3: Maybe it's supposed to be too easy. Maybe it was purposely left without a lock because they wanted someone to find it. What if...
2: I'm I'm with Chewy on that. That And what
3: if it's not for someone to find? What if it was... For him to find, Whoa. what if this is gonna be like a Michael Douglas in the Game situation? The Game, the Game. <laughs> yes, Alex oh. Oh, just got said, my said that if it's his
0: favorite movie, is that your like favorite movie? The Game. I don't
1: think I've ever seen the Game. You've never seen oh. the Game. I, I had no idea. I was like,
2: <laughs>
0: literally convinced that the Game is now your favorite movie.
3: Michael Douglas That's is cool. School. It's actually a good movie though. It's pretty um,
2: cool. Michael Douglas is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's true. Soon,
3: that's true. I I love all the little like things too. With I'm gonna keep talking about Steve. I, I like Steve. Um, Steve, you know, he doesn't just talk like, oh man, you know, I can't wait for this and this and this. He's like, oh dude, the new books got pushed back
1: again. Ah, thwarted. <laughs> and oh, then like, like, he's a nerd. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's, it, Steve is a straight up nerd. He yeah, coined
3: yes. my new favorite way to refer to a, a girlfriend or a wife or anything like that girl thing girl thing uh, girl thing just texted me um, she's like protesting some it. new cause he probably doesn't
2: call her that to her face well, no, be honest, but, I yeah. know.
3: but it's just like i don't know it's like i'll lady, try it. lady I'll, girl I'll
1: like this, but this is the kind of like archetype when you would look at and you'd wonder if he even had like a girlfriend ever in exactly. his life. and somehow so.
3: he does and i did have that moment where i was like steve has someone <laughs> i don't Aww. um but you're still we'll alive get you, we'll get you a girl thing Nobody shooting d- <laughs> you
2: in the face true
3: <laughs> yeah that's true no one's shooting me in the face yet. shoot it yeah i said yeah um so i also like on um on his little bag that he has when he's riding the bike early on oh yeah he's got the little lego bubba fett mm-hmm. yes and he then does he's got a little thing that says <laughs> bite me fanboy <laughs> Um, I, I thought that was close. I just thought I'm like, of course he would. <laughs> you know, he's that type of comic guy. Yeah, yeah he's he the
1: comic owner. He's, he's the, the cool he's the shop worker. He's, he's the cool guy. He's the elitist shop worker. Yeah, mm-hmm. you
3: know. But fortunately, I haven't really encountered that in my real life. Most people are friendly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Good. So uh, yeah. So overall, would you guys? It's only four issue miniseries. Would yeah, I'd be interested to read? seeing what happens. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> would give it a second and if i feel the same way about the first i'll probably stop but it's only four so i might just you know power just to see what happens it. yeah cool
3: i'll give it a second where, can we, where can we read this phone, if
1: there's one more phone without a lock you guys well <laughs> <laughs> this is just not game lots over of, shut it
2: down lots of phones don't have locks <laughs> mine doesn't
0: um, so where you can read this well you can uh it, i believe they've released actually a trade of all four issues but mm-hmm. it is available on uh, online Comicsology digitally mm-hmm. so you can uh you can do that you can go to your brick and mortar uh to check it out and look and see if they have ask for a snapshot tell them four color commentary sent you they'll be like who they'll Be like just give me the comic um please, so please. yeah don't be don't say, let don't, don't let these guys like this intimidate be nice. you be nice to them and that cool um four so, yeah. color commentary sent me
3: who Come on, four-color commentary, legend, legendary podcast. comic Ledger
0: podcast. podcast. Um, <laughs> Feature on iTunes. So that is, <laughs> uh, here's my issue, uh, and that ends that segment. So let's now move on to First Prince, which... Three of us are chomping at the bits to talk about. Do it do it, so it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do so it, do it, do it, do it. Let's talk about uh, the book we've chosen this time for First Prince. Uh, the book we chose is a book that Ryan, Alan, and myself hold very dear and near to our hearts. Uh, Brian Lee O'Malley's Scott Pilgrim, Volume One, also called Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life. Uh, Dutchie, this is. is, it, is uh, br- not, we, this is. You've seen what the what movie Scott Pilgrim versus the World, yes, which is based off of these books, right? Yes. And um, this is your first time reading a Scott Pilgrim book, Brian Lee O'Malley. What did you think? Well,
2: we're all looking at you.
3: Oh, so you're just—we're gonna just start. We're I'm gonna, just
2: gonna ask what you, you, what you thought,
0: what you thought, because we all know we love it, but I want to know what you think first.
1: Um, I liked it. If you pull an Allen on this, I'm gonna come over there. And I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> if pull an Allen. He's something he can that say everyone it it else loves.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked it. I, like, I mean, how do you want me to give you Tell my full synopsis? Yeah, sure. Because we're still gonna talk about the book. No, I know. Um, I really liked it a lot, a lot. Um, it reminds the characters in this book reminded me of people I know mm-hmm. uh, reminded me of myself, reminded me of situations. It's very, very, very relatable for something that shouldn't be relatable. Mm-hmm. So something where video games and real life combine. And and when you play a guitar a chord, you know, like skulls fly out at the world and knock people out, which is, <laughs> metal, by the way. Um, you know, like it's somehow you're like, Oh, I've been there. Like, I know exactly what that's like. Um, I saw the movie. I think the one time, maybe twice or something like that. And I I liked the movie, and I had no idea about the book. I just knew it was a book, um, but I I, I want to watch the movie again. It really really made me want to watch the movie again because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted to see how it compares. But at the same time, now I want to finish reading the rest of them yeah. Yeah. first, because um, I my things at the end of this first uh, volume or this first um, what, what do you call it the yeah, volume, volume. Okay, this first volume is like. Scott Pilgrim was kind of a jerk. Yep. <laughs> he's, kind of, he's kind of a jerk, and I'm like, I'm yeah. like, there's times where I like I align with him, but then I'm like, no, but he's a jerk. He's yeah, doing jerky you, why things. Are a jerky why, jerky? Are
0: you, why are you being jerk? Because, and this is what I love about Scott Pilgrim is he is the hero, but he is like all of us in real life, extremely flawed. He is not like Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. He's not Spider-Man or Batman. He's not these perfect moral compasses. He is a jerk a lot of the time. Most of the time... But you still like him.
1: Most of the time, he's the one that has no idea what's going on and everybody Mm -hmm. else is like just totally fine. And a
0: lot of times he's he causes his own problems like he, oh yeah absolutely he, he can easily get out of these situations by being honest or being truthful and he chooses and he not or, to. Or, choose he, chooses. He, just he just
1: avoids it he's just like people i'm not avoiding now. Yes. confrontation yes you know um <laughs> sleep until <in> noon <laughs> yeah like don't get a job just I, talk to people
3: i felt like i really connected even though we didn't spend a whole lot of time with him um is with what's that guy's Wallace. name? Which one? No, no, no. No, no, Wallace. Wallace. Tell me, tell me who he is. Um he is the singer in the band. Steven uh, Stills. Steven Stills. Steven Stills. We're all for I friends. don't know. I don't know why. I just feel like I connect with him. Probably because he's just so like crass and just like someone says something and he's just like, yeah, right. Or he's whatever. Straightforward. <laughs> I feel yeah. like he's me. Like that's how I am most of the time <laughs> with people. I'm just like, I'll tell it how it is. If you don't like it, babe, we'll keep on walking along yeah
1: he's I just like know. hey you know
2: Does I, was that situation say, happen I was gonna say lot?
3: swimming but then i was like we're not in an ocean keep
2: what on am I swimming saying? just keep swimming that i go. started
3: thinking about finding nemo halfway through my <laughs> sentence right. and that's why i just i don't know my brain's
1: weird right now. <laughs> okay so so let me ask you um how do you feel about uh ramona as a character yeah. so far
3: how do i feel about her as a character so yeah. far mm-hmm. should we <sighs> tell okay.
0: everybody the lady you, you prefer in this book because you God. saw the movie. Okay, I saw the movie. Right.
3: In the movie, keep in mind, movie people aren't who they are in real life. Right. In yeah. real life, they may actually be older or, you know, different or whatever. I, I'm from the movie and again, I partially want to watch it again because I want to reassess what I thought of the movie and stuff mm-hmm. like that is I was i I'm definitely a Knives Chow kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> There's know, some
1: advantages there.
3: Especially because I was like, you know what? I'm like here. He has this girl that's like super sweet to him. Why would you throw that away? Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit older now, and I'm like I'm like no, no. Well, it's a little good, b- it's a little
1: different because at this point, we yeah. say he's 22, right? Well, and that's the thing. When you're 20,
0: 23, well, when you're when you're 23, you're years basically old,
2: a
1: sociopath.
0: Well, and not even just that, but you think. <laughs>
1: pretty true I guess.
2: it's true nobody
0: but likes you when you're 23 it's yeah. not even that like i always felt when, when i when i read 23. this 23 <laughs> i always felt when i read this book that knives is the girl that he should be with but yes. ramona is the girl that he thinks he should be with yeah and I, I will tell you as a man as somebody who relates this book heavily i know that situation okay it's the girl who really really likes you for you but right. you're like no 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 i i, I want that one okay here's the
1: thing. Like, but i don't like me for me Let, let's I don't back for up me. We, I don't, we have to I understand yes. we're judging it based on this volume yeah. Yes. because I want to jump ahead and talk about yeah, it. I, know, I, do yeah, yeah. I do too. But we got to stick to this one volume. Yeah, so in don't that spoil sense, it for me. you are absolutely correct. Yes. yes. Totally. The, in this particular, like Ramona seems very like, uh, here, have this. And then yes. he's like, I want that thing. And then, yes. but, and then knives gets brushed to the side, which is really sad. And you feel right. bad mm-hmm. for knives. And at the same time you think Scott's a jerk because he's basically cheating on his girlfriend. Yeah. that being said it's not really basically that being said she's also 17 right but in the book it's not i i just feel like that relationship is like a half relationship anyway so you should get a little bit of leeway on that but i mean Uh, (laughs) i'm just saying how many how many oh no how
3: many girl things are listening to to me like if you side with alan So
1: if you if you really have a problem with it, just tweet at me and then right. we'll we'll argue it out. But the point being What's your Twitter?
3: So that way they, they can harass you <laughs> and not the show. We don't uh, want all these angry. Just Chupacabra the show. C-H-E. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: So so um Ian and Alan and yes. me, obviously we've read this a bunch of times before. Uh, um this was different this time I read it. It was just yes. it was a lot different. Um I don't know if it was I don't how know is it let di- me ask different. you, how is it different for you? It was different. On a couple of levels. I don't think I've read this since I've seen the movie three or four times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen the movie a lot of times since the last time I read this book. And so it was, especially this first volume, it seems like the movie is verbatim from it's the book. It's line for line. Oh my gosh. There's somebody, like, it just I'm reading the book, the my book that I read years before there. the movie even existed. Yeah. And I can't help but but imagine the movie. Uh, George Michael Bluth saying, uh, yes. saying some of these things. And I can't help
0: but imagine Kieran Culkin saying the best line yeah. ever <laughs> right yeah guess who's drunk I guess, I guess Wallace. Wallace you guess yes. Guess right, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like stuff like that and, but then but then the other thing is um, having read the entire series yeah. a couple of times mm-hmm. like looking back there like there are characters that I want more of than I end up identifying a lot more with like yeah. Kim Pine yeah right, right. like The first time I read this book. I want more Kim Pine in the movie. uh, I'm sure you've read, like you're reading, and Kim (laughs) Pine's just a jerk to Scott. She's just mean to him the whole time.
3: But here's the thing. I feel like it's because she cares. Mm -hmm. It's it's because it's not just like, I'm being a jerk to you. It's like. She's being a jerk to him because he's being an idiot, mm-hmm. like about a lot of things, you know? And yeah. part of me, at least right now, and I'll be honest with you, I'm very, very foggy on the movie. I remember right, most of yeah. the visual stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I was like a small child. I'm like, it's, it's bright it's and so colorful. Sparkly. I made you watch it. I was
0: like, you're going <laughs> to like this. Watch this movie. You're like, oh, I, I don't know. It. I'm like, watch yeah. it.
3: Anyways. But um, yeah, dude, like I, I feel like, okay, well, you know, she... She she's being mean to him. She's being a jerk to him Mm -hmm. because he's being an idiot. And she cares about him, and she doesn't want him to like screw his life up anymore. Mm -hmm. And she probably has feelings for him, or he she feels that he might have feelings for her. And it reminds me of again all of this. Mm -hmm. I've heard the same exact conversation, seen that exact scenario with people I know. Uh It's like, oh okay, well, yeah, you know, like in my band, but like there's this like you know person, and like you know, it's just like this whole situation. I'm like sometimes you know i'm reading this as um as a reader and just being like scott pilgrim you idiot <laughs> get your life sorted out
2: right you know your life had a face be like punch it
3: <laughs> be like simon pegg and get life sorted yes yeah, right. sort your life out um, well
2: and yeah. it's funny to me that you'd say that because you guys have read the book and you've yeah. read the whole series and anybody else who's yep. listening who's read the whole series, like the, the, they go into the history between Scott and Kim a lot later in the series they do. Well, here's the it thing. it reveals th- a lot, but it's interesting that Chewie picked up on that in the first book and it right. wasn't until like four volumes later because that they really I even, Scott Pilgrim. but it's, I, I just like, I think it's impressive that Brian Lee O'Malley baked that like yeah. element of the relationship in it so early where on level it's like, oh she's just a jerk, but if you read into it, you already can anticipate what's gonna come hundreds and hundreds of pages of comics later.
1: And and I and I think the main difference between the comics and the movie is the comics give you a lot more backstory. Oh yeah. They can dive right into each of those characters so you start seeing connections there that you wouldn't notice just by um, seeing the movie, but I totally agree that yeah, the fact that Chewie can pick up on that so quickly—that's really interesting. So I'm
2: smart, guys. You are Chewie. Good uh, job.
1: Maybe, I know we haven't even t- we haven't like gone over the premise even yeah. of this book go yet. Pre- if, listen,
4: let's put this
0: way: if you don't know what the premise of Scott Pilgrim don't is, be then you should right now. You should read yeah. it. Because you should super read it good. because I don't really want to give it away. Like it's so. Broad premise. Broad premise. Scott Pilgrim, young twenty something, in a band called Sex Bob-omb. Awesome. This name is for
2: a not bass. broad premise. You got really, really detailed. Hold
0: on. Premise. He's he's seeing a girl, a 17-year-old girl. He's dating a 17-year-old girl named Knives Chow. Uh he lives with his it's, it's a lot of this is exposition. Yeah. This really is whole first volume right. is exposition, but it's well done exposition. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: because it doesn't and feel like exposition.
0: Lives with a guy named Wallace, who's his roommate, who is gay. <laughs>
3: he ends up with other Scott, he ends up meeting <laughs> this girl, Ramona Flowers, yes. and adventures ensue instantly, from there. and instantly falls for her. And it goes from just being like oh okay so what's going to happen there which is already interesting and funny enough they then bring in elements into it that the only way you could describe it is you know you could see a love of video games yes. oh, yeah. in this book. It's yes. very yes. heavily that but, but obviously
0: the main premise established towards the end of the book is that Ramona has seven evil ex-boyfriends and in order for them to continue to date Scott has to beat them all. Has to defeat them all defeat them yeah, all. Defeat.
3: Yes. Fight and defeat Fight and defeat. So, so this book is really awesome so let's talk about some of the awesome parts of
1: book book um, uh, this book is quotable like like oh, the so, best movie like, you know yeah. what I mean like you can just if you are in the know about Scott Pilgrim the series you can just spout Scott Pilgrim quotes for days it's
4: true
0: yeah Brian Lee O'Malley's writing is fantastic um the one page I forgot about that I really love is when they're playing Launchpad McQuack and it gives yeah. you the chords and says hey kids hey.
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: now you can play along with sex bob at home it's easy because there's ki- they're kind of crappy <laughs> look the whole song just has uses three chords is in four four rock fast hard sloppy yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I again it gives you the like lyrics that. and it tells you where to play the chords i've never actually tried playing launch pet mcquack i think there are people on the internet oh, who've sure actually that recorded what yeah. is written in this book
1: yeah there's no way to, to test the melody though that's the thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i I I, God, I I can't even narrow it down this book is so good
2: two words subspace highways yes subspace so highways that's, something that's that, the first clue that this book isn't just about a bunch of 20 somethings you playing know, in a band, hanging hoop, out, hang out.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's more to it than that, and the movie kind of touches on it, but mm-hmm. the comic goes really into that. Yeah, yeah I, I love. Mean, it's really nice.
2: It's, it's almost. It's, it's funny because on the one level, it's like, oh, it's comic books, you know, and it's like. Sort of like, you know, science fiction or whatever. But on the same on the other level, if you want to look at it like literature, comics is literature, it's it's like magical realism, you know? It's it's like, you know, this is just real life and then there's just this one element that's just slightly different from the way it is in our world. And is it's totally accepted. Life? And it's totally just like a normal thing. So that except for, you know, they don't learn yeah. this in Canadian school. Like, <laughs> yes.
3: the yeah. Oh, go ahead. That's okay. That's what it is. Um Sorry, i
1: I cut you off. No, 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 it's go go ahead, it's mm. fine. I, I like the
3: page where he first talks to Ramana, And <laughs> then he walks away awkwardly. He's like, I will leave you now forever. And then at the top it just says and then he stalked her until she left the party. And it's just a bunch of panels of eyes. <laughs> just like his right. eyes. Like they're static but clearly you imagine they're darting around and he's just like peeking around the corner and like behind like the staircase and just like kind of following her. And he's hiding behind a guy at some point. The guy's just like looking at him like, why are you touching? Me? <laughs> um, just cause like, I mean, I think like we've all been there where we're like, Oh, there's that one cute girl or whatever, you know? And then like, instead of talking to them or like you say something stupid and you walk away, but instead of just walking away, you're like, Oh, there she is. She going over there. Oh, Okay, uh, what do I do? Yeah. And you're just like so awkward, you don't know what to do with yourself other than just like look at them for like ever. Um, I also liked the um uh, Professor Xavier's School for Talented, uh for gifted you. Oh, obviously yeah. you didn't
2: go to Professor Xavier's school for gifted you. Yeah. Um, one of us well, did, one of us did What was
3: cool is the fact that like when I first saw
0: it before they even make mention of it, I was like, is
3: that a, was that a is that an X Men patch on his jacket? I live
0: in Southern California. Yeah. And I would have no need for this ever. But I want a blue parka with an orange interior with an X Men patch on it. I used to have that parka, but it was too big for me then. I think I got rid of it. I I, bummed because it was perfect. It was when I was Scott Pilgrim for Halloween one year. Obviously, one of us is a total
2: nerd.
1: My my parka. <laughs> Did you make that patch yourself? No, I, I, I have, have a parka that. with fur with <laughs> yeah. fur lining on the hood. Okay. Oh, because my, it looks like a Scott it ever get jacket. But, below fifty degrees. I now. know, but I get cold easily, and it looks awesome. Oh. And
3: also, you can like. There's this thing called style, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, clearly
1: I don't have it, but yeah. Dude,
0: this computer claims I have mail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, i like the whole internet dude thing. now can i'm we, reading it Let's i love just, the uh, way that email is written because it reads like it literally reads like one of those like i am a nigerian prince it? yeah dear mr pilgrim and it's come to my attention that we'll be fighting yeah, soon my name is matthew so
2: Batteau, and this, is, mm, boring. this is so
3: boring no you know what read? i love is
2: um is and they they sort of do this in the movie but i just love the way it works in the book is the titles Oh the, yeah, like the titles on the pages where it's not really titles, it's not really narration, but it'll just be like eventually. Or then my favorite one is is the one where he's asking her if they want to go hang out, and finally she's like, he's like, okay, so yeah, eight o'clock. And then the next page is her waiting for him, and the title on the top, so yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so good, so good. It's yeah. just perfect. Bradley <laughs> O'Malley has a really good way of like creating narration out of. Just, just conversation. Yeah, like out of words. he really does. It's it's not like expositional. Like, uh, and thus the heroes moved forward into you know five hours from now. It's just like, so yeah, this happened. And yeah, like, yeah. he's really good at doing that. Um, I found the same thing in Seconds also, which I read recently. oh, read oh man,
3: we'll talk about. Seconds. I also, we'll read Seconds. At I some like point when they the break down ownership in the apartment. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: It, well, I mean, you know, it's funny that everything Chewy is- called me the straight Wallace today because in this house I own everything. <laughs> yeah, that's <most, laughs> true. <laughs>
1: Um, straight Wallace. <laughs> hey, Ian, what's the uh, what's the website for Amazon.ca Ca? <laughs> um,
3: well, I mean, you know, it's funny because Wallace owns everything, and you know, the only stuff that like Scott owns is like his parka, his pile of dirty clothes, and doesn't he even own it. his toothbrush? Yeah. yeah and um, <laughs> the what the one that I really like though is the lame poster yeah. that Scott owns. Oh yeah. Not because it's a lame poster and because oh he owns a lame poster, because we have all seen that poster a million times everywhere. And I don't know about you guys, I don't know where that poster came from, what it's of. It just like it it just
2: like materialized when I was in college. I would just see it like when I was in college, it was everywhere. It just
3: came up. It's just like this one picture of these two people like lying face to face, like on a bed. Like it looks like I love you. Like that's what the poster looks like. And you know the one that I'm talking about. It's just two people like really close on their faces. And I'm like, is that an album cover for something? Is that like some band I should know? And no, it's just, Apparently, a poster that exists for the sake of being a poster.
2: But you <laughs> all know it. Have you, have thing, you looked yeah. at it? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Did you guys? I know exactly which poster it is. No, I don't know which poster
3: you, it is. Really? before. I've seen it. Uh, do you used to have it?
2: No, I never had oh, it. Oh, no. I thought you said you used but to have no, it. No, I definitely saw it when I was in the dorms when I was in college.
3: Oh, man. Yeah, it's just, I don't know how to describe it, but I'm like, what is that poster uh, and why does it exist? Uh, oh,
1: this catalog uh, is so good. Can Let's, we talk about, you know, just real quick, uh, can we talk about the art? Yes, absolutely. no.
2: <laughs> I, of course,
0: a uh, bit. I I will say this one thing, Alan, and I, I, I will say this, and I know where you're probably going to go with it, and I love Brian Leomalley's art style. Like right. I love the heck out of it. It's amazing. And, and, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but this is the kind of comic that you need to be making.
1: <laughs> this is the one... Okay, so this is... Yeah, I, I totally agree, and this is exactly what I would be creating if I had any sort of creativity in me like Brian Lee O'Malley has. But uh, no, I I love it because even though everybody has the same face shape, Nobody has like really same face with mm. the exception of
2: maybe Scott and young Neil. But I think but, that the idea is that they're supposed to be looking some, that they're supposed to look similar. I, I, I sort of got that feeling.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think they're supposed to also, but you can still tell who everybody is. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they all, they all have very particular hair and dress styles and even they all stand differently. Also like Wallace looks more uptight than Scott does. So he stands up straighter, etc. Um And it's very like just cartooning, but when you get to like the end of the book with the fight scene and everything, it Mm -hmm. looks awesome. Right. So even though he didn't change a thing, it just goes from being, oh, this is cute to being, this is awesome. It just
0: fits the style of the book. Like everything works together perfectly this kind of you
3: know ties in for me um with rassel in terms of the diyness of it yeah. um which is awesome because where it it looks and, and it's not to again it's not a knock at you know the art style or whatever but it looks like i look at that and say hey i could do that like i could draw right. it and like i would sit down and let's say try to replicate this and be like oh i cannot do that <laughs> you know but um it gives you that little bit of a motivation as someone who wants to make comics, who wants to be an artist, who wants to be a writer to say, you know, here's a book about stuff that has happened to all of us and not even like, Oh, but they worded it. So, you know, like in, in this prose or whatever, it's like, no, he talks like a 20 something, yeah. Yeah. you know, jerk who's in a band called sex Bob-omb, you know? <laughs> so it, it, it's like you kind of read this book and I know afterwards I was like, Oh man, like I want to just, kind of start doodling stuff and like
4: Mm -hmm. drawing
3: words next to them and not filtering myself. Cause I feel like one of the things I do a lot is I filter. I'm like, I want to write something and then I'll be like, no, that doesn't sound cool enough or that doesn't sound professional enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to work on it and edit yeah. it and draft it, yep. you know, and I'm sure all of that happened, but it doesn't come, it comes off so naturally to where I'm like, you know, it just, it, 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 gives, feels me, it gives me a little spark to be like, you know what? Like, just do it. Stop being a jerk and do yep. it.
1: I, I I mean, so the first time, I don't know if you guys want to talk about this, but the first time that I read this, um, I was, was, Couple of months into my relationship with my girlfriend, and a couple of months or a year ish, and I'd read a bunch of manga. So I was like feeling all like, yeah, I've been reading web comics and manga for a while. So I'm really into comics, you know. I know about Spider Man and that kind of thing. So you know, I'm pretty cool about that. And she's like, well, yeah, but have you ever read? Have you ever read Scott Pilgrim? I'm like, no. What's that? She goes, oh my god, you have to read Scott Pilgrim. And I'm like, uh, oh, okay. So she gave it to me. And I read it, and I got three or four pages in. I'm like, this is boring and weird. I'm going to stop reading this now, actually. That's what happened. And I, oh and I sh- stopped. I put it down. <gasps> Alan. I know. It was weird. And then later on, about maybe six or seven months later, I'm like, I'm going to give this one more shot, because this was after I had read some other stuff. And I pick it up, and then I get through it, and I for some reason I understand it better and then I go back and I go this book this, Scott Pilgrim this is really good <laughs> and she's like I know I told you like eight months ago to read this
0: <laughs> this like, is whenever I meet it's funny you mentioned girl because whenever I meet a girl this is the first book and they're like I don't really read comics or I like reading comics but I don't know when they're like I don't read comics whenever I've, I've gone with somebody gone out with somebody i have been like this is the book I recommend to you like if you want to start reading comics and not because like oh it's relationshipy but I don't know why it just it, it's the humor in it is so well done it's 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 a small manga form so it fits great in a purse mm-hmm. um, <laughs> no but I, I just really like it It just seems like something anybody can jump in on and enjoy and it's it to me doesn't feel very i don't know it doesn't feel exclusionary it right. feels like anybody can read this and yeah. love it and enjoy it anybody who's like in our age bracket you mm-hmm. know and even older i mean i my, my parents saw the movie loved it they're like this is this is awesome this movie is great so and they're m- far older than I am. So. dude,
3: it's funny that you mentioned girls right now. Um, so I th- I think I'm gonna man- I'm gonna tell like my cousin to read this,
4: because
3: mm-hmm. um, she mentioned. I think I told you one time she mentioned she's like, oh, like I kind of want to start reading a comic. What should I read? Like, and I was like, what do you like? She's like, I like Thor, and I'm like, I'll get you a copy of Thor one just because whatever. But did I tell you guys um, the story that just reminded you know kind of chain of thought thing? Um, my other cousin, her sister. Um, she in her English class. Um, at I I forgot where it was, but she goes to a, or she was at a JC at the time. Um, and their assignment was, you know, they were gonna study uh, a graphic novel. That's Did true. I tell you guys about that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They were gonna study. Um, they're gonna study V for Vendetta. Nice. Oh, wow! And I was like, "Are you kidding?" Me? She's like, "She's like, is that like good?" And I was like, "Are you kidding me? You guys gonna <laughs> read that as your like." You're gonna do this, and it was like right around the time that we actually read V. Nice, and um, she, I'm like, yeah, it was like really good. And I'm like, are you? How does that happen? She's like, well, our professor was just kind of like, okay, well, here we're gonna do this book, but a lot of us had already done it. So he's like, okay, well, I gotta think of a new book for us to do. Um, I want to try something new. I've never done this before, but I've always wanted to, uh, you know. And so he like put up a bunch of books like on the board that he's like, okay, what do you guys think? Which one should we do? And everyone's like V for Vendetta. He's like, well, I've never done a graphic novel before, and I've always wanted to, so all right, we're going to do V for Vendetta. If uh, that works well, well then oh, I'm going to go ahead and do like other books and stuff like that. And they're like, what other books? He's like, ah, at some point, maybe like Watchmen or this or that. And I was just like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes <laughs> my, 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 girl, my,
0: my girlfriend was in the student bookstore at her store at yeah. her school. And one, I don't know, it wasn't for her class. She's like, look what I found. Took a picture of it. It was go a Hawks. stack of Walk, of Walking Dead yeah. volume one. Yeah. Yeah. On a class. <laughs> like that was required purchasing for That's, a class. At, at, at my,
1: in my college, uh, I didn't get into class with Jenna did, my girlfriend and uh so we ended up buying for the class it was an english class uh-huh. yeah. about comics
4: oh, the entire awesome. class was nice
1: so the beginning of the class was studying like you know uh sequential art and that so that's where i got the scott mcleod book from yeah, that, yeah. That, that was oh, essentially the first book. third of the class was that scott McCloud book yeah. uh wow. and then we, she made uh she made her made her by uh, uh watchmen uh, sandman um wow. uh Oh, a bunch of other stuff. Mouse. Oh, mouse. Yeah, yeah uh, we uh, should read mouse. At some metamorphosis, point. Mm-hmm. like we the should. graphic novel version of uh, Kafka's Metamorphosis, uh-huh. that kind of thing. So I got a, I got a lot out of that class. I sat in on that class, and I wasn't even in it. I just sat yeah. there.
0: <laughs> you ever want to learn to make comics, kids? I will tell you, Scott McCloud. Yeah. understand comics. Yeah. The only other, the only other book I would mention, I don't know if you've read it, but I think you should. It's by, it's put out by DC. It's called, uh, uh, I think it's DC's like guide to writing comics, written by Denny O'Neill. Okay, it is. If you're trying to write comics, fantastic. I like, uh, knows we're talking about.
1: Brian Michael Bendis just came out with a book he called did. Words for Pictures. Okay, which apparently is good as well. Cool. Because I mean, ben we're, just we're really getting on top of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, but, we're way so off, but it's let's, fine. Let's, let's jump let's, back uh, in. Let's, let's finish it off, shall yeah. we? Yeah. <laughs> well, right. well,
2: Ryan has some. Has some oh, thoughts. No, I was gonna. I was gonna transition us into our next section.
1: Okay. Well. Well.
0: Long story short, we awesome all love book. Scott Pilgrim. You
2: need to read Scott Pilgrim. You need to read period. the rest, Chewy. I
0: know that. I. I. You can, Chewy. You do what you want. Because eventually we will get through all six on this show. We will yeah. do all six of these books. I don't want to do them in order because they would be too easy. Yeah, I want to spread them out. I want to. I want to every once in a while I'll be like, let's do the next Scott Pilgrim book. Now you're yeah. more than welcome to read them ahead of time if you want to. I'm not going to put you on
1: that. <sighs> Wait, or you what? Can we're wait. not gonna we're not gonna do like I'm not
0: no we're not gonna do them back to back to back to back to why? back Why? because I want to deal with everything else because I want to spread them out because this is this is something that I just want to torture me. I want it's like a movie it's like you know why here's why because I'm gonna follow Brian Lee O'Malley's logic and this will take us into uh, into uh, back matter eventually I went to a panel with Brian Lee O'Malley and they okay. asked him about doing a sequential series like an issue based series and he right. goes no I don't like doing sequential series I like releasing a book and I like it to be a moment and that's okay. what I love. So that's why I think we should do them all separately too. That's right. where it it clicked in my head. We could do them all together as one, or we could separate them out. I'm not saying I mean like maybe another two issues from now we'll do a second one. Okay, I know you want to. This I is, know. See, that's, here's the thing. A part of me
3: wants to right now, just like as soon as we're done, let be like okay, I want to read the rest of them. Yes, yeah. But at the same time, that I'm like, but then I'm in the same boat as I'm like, you know what? I'm the only one who
0: hasn't read it. I want to be like the face of like what what just happened
1: here right. I don't you know
0: we'll do it soon it won't yeah. be like 15 episodes from now it'll be like maybe okay. a couple well,
1: Listeners, we'll if you feel like that's a bad idea let, let us, us know let, let us, us know. know we can change Yell that but it's we true.
0: already have first prince picked out next time but I'm gonna break that news later to Alan. So um, So, <laughs> so speaking
2: of disappointment uh, this <laughs> this uh, this time on uh, the four color character compendium yeah,
0: we move into the character compendium now this is where the spoilers begin
2: yes so heavy,
0: have heavy heavy spoilers. one more time if you have not seen guardians of the galaxy what are you doing pause the episode spend the money lay down your however much it costs in your local theater i was gonna say two bits but no movies cost two pennies yeah no. and go to costco buy some tickets yes it's fantastic so fair warning you can pause it right now okay if you paused it and saw the movie great If you've already seen it great And if you haven't it's We're on you it's on stuff. you so wash my hands this lord so Give us some buildup, Brian. Sure. Wh- sure. Wh- why? What are we doing for the character compendium? Right. Well, B- if you've
2: seen all of Guardians of the Galaxy, you'll know that it's a Marvel movie. There's always an after credit scene that's sort of clever. Yes. And the after credit scene of this movie features a character who is voiced in this instance by Seth Green. Yes. Uh. And and this character is someone who everybody sort of had thought was has has existed previously in a in, in the, a cinematic yeah. experience.
0: He is the Jar Jar Binks of the Marvel universe. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. He may, they,
2: He is the reason that there were no marvel movies for probably about a dozen years yeah can
3: any of you listeners guess who it was who especially if you haven't seen it yet which why are you listening to us but anyways never mind that was really dumb i was gonna say "Uh uh-huh good guess but no never mind Continue, I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so who is it we're talking about in the
0: character compendium?
2: Howard the Duck. Oh. oh is, what is
3: it? <laughs> the, what the what? Howard the, the duck. Ducking Duck. 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 <laughs> ducking Duck.
0: So Ryan, tell us about Howard the Duck.
2: Sure. Howard the Duck was created by uh, writer Steve Gerber, mm-hmm. uh, and artist Val Mayerich in uh, December 1973. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howard the Duck is basically a cartoon duck who exists in the real world in the Marvel Universe. Right. Uh, but it's it's interesting because they have other characters in the Marvel Universe that are cartoon characters, and they behave by like cartoon physics and cartoon logic. But Howard the Duck is a duck.
1: He's not really a cartoon. He's no, no, just, no, he's a, just duck. a
0: duck. He, he does yeah. have some special abilities, though. It, sure. He knows he's a master of duck-foo. There you go. <laughs> it
3: says
2: oh, that. no.
0: <laughs> yes. Ugh. And duck-fu. I, You know what? I mean, so tell I'm, us a little I'm bit really, about...
3: I'm really glad that we're doing this, by the way, because... I cannot tell I have been approached by at least four separate people mm-hmm. since Guardians came out. So it's it's been a relatively short time, and people, you know, and I know you guys have been approached, have been like, hey, so Howard the Duck, right? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, I I know he exists. <laughs> but what about what him? I know Trevor him? was like, hey, what's the deal with Howard the Duck? Or like, who was that duck?
1: <laughs> what so, is a duck doing there? Yeah, Why
3: so is it significant?
0: Ryan's going to fill us in on
3: this.
2: I mean, <laughs> Howard the Duck has always been just this weird part of the Marvel continuity where it's really just
0: like a, com- a comedy relief, a comedic character
2: to a certain extent. But it's it's like it's not straight up comedy. It's it exists sort of to point out life's absurdities. It yes. gets kind of existential sometimes. and is, things like that. you know like any, talking
0: ducks do? Well, yeah. Who is <laughs> Howard the Duck as a character? Give us his origin. Yeah, yeah you know, he the doesn't really help us with this at all.
4: Yeah.
1: I know
0: he's from a planet called Duck World, and he and because yeah. of I know because of Man Thing. He crosses a, a, a through a portal into our. Into yeah, he's abducted and,
2: and then dropped into the Florida Everglades. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Florida! Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Uh, and then and then he um, he meets a barbarian and he falls off from inter, <laughs> interdimensional stepping stones into Cleveland. Uh, he's arreps- arrested for disturbing the peace. He's mistaken for a mutant. Like It's like every weird, weird like,
3: thing story. that could happen. Like a mutant in the Marvel sense? Yes. Yeah. Like,
2: wow. Like people
3: think like, that's gotta be one of those mutants. Get him. One of muties. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, he's he's nominated for president. Yes. At oh, one point. Oh, that's a... Um, president yeah, duck. The, the all-night party is the name of
1: Uh, What year was
2: this character (laughs) created? 1973. He's a very like 70s and 80s character. Oh, absolutely. All right, let's talk about something that we need to get off the shelf right now that we need to get off of. So, there's a Howard the Duck movie that came out in 1986.
1: (laughs) uh, And everybody just turned down their radios really uh, fast. So, here's the
0: thing about the Howard the Duck movie Disney now owns that. George
2: Lucas, after making. Empire, after oh, Star Return Wars: of The episode Jedi, 1, George Lucas. So, well, <laughs> at this point, at that point, he was Return of the Jedi. Jedi. George Lucas. This was the sea this was the next movie that 1. he made. Yes. After Return oh, of the Jedi.
1: oh no. <laughs> Well, they can't all be winners.
2: Yeah. And and so, this is probably why George Lucas hasn't really made very many movies that aren't sequels to Indiana Jones no, or prequels Star Wars, to Star Wars. So, yeah.
3: As you can tell, but it
2: starred Leah Thompson, and it was. God, off like not only really terrible a lady and but like it was duck- live action first uh. of like yeah it was live action and the duck was a big puppet not it no, didn't even look like a, a b-
0: comic version
2: of howard the duck no, just no like a, it just
0: looked like a duck. it was like a marty mcfly it was a space duck, duck. Yeah. that's what it yeah, looked like duck. it looked like if marty mcfly so, and a duck went together and i shouldn't be sullying the good name of marty mcfly with the i will say this the original movie version of howard the duck Cause I don't know about you guys, but the after credit sequence, I was like really
2: excited about <laughs>
1: Howard the Duck. Well, he looked, he looked, looked way different, he, he reminded me of something. He originally that I looked like what it he originally
2: looked a whole lot like Donald Duck. Yes, and, and that caused some problems with the Marvel Universe, which it wouldn't now. Now. yeah, yeah. It. it wouldn't matter. <laughs> but.
3: Let me ask you something, Ryan. As this movie came out in 1986, you said right? Yeah. And I probably saw it when I was a teeny tiny little kid. And I remember seeing the movie, but I don't remember much of the movie. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, "Okay, so he's weird. He's a weird character. The people just hate him randomly." This movie, I think, is probably the genesis for why people, when you say "How are the Duck People grown?" Right? Oh right. yeah. Correct. So my question would be, can you give us a little like one minute synopsis? Not even a synopsis of the movie, but why? Was the movie bad? Did it destroy the character, do you think? Did it, like, what was wrong with the movie? Why do we groan now?
2: Leonard Malton described the film as a hopeless mess, a gargantuan production which produces a gargantuan headache. Apparently, he wasn't very convincing. His mouth didn't move <laughs> oh, very well. Also, the character in the movie is not only drunk very frequently, but also very perverted.
4: Okay. Obnoxious. Yeah. how does obnoxious? that compare
3: to how are the duck in the comics?
2: Uh, no it's actually pretty right on <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but
0: here's the thing I feel like I feel like Howard the Duck in the movie is like trying to be like the he's young and hip in the comics you know, I, so I, he's I, poochy down yeah, yeah no he's the, wearing the, like
2: the, a he's wearing like a 1980 style sport coat over he, a pale t-shirt once again Marty McFly they're
0: trying to Marty McFly uh, him up
2: he, yeah, or, or, Miami so, Vice and or Miami Vice that's what it sounds yeah, like it's
0: really sense. bad like it's just
1: here's here's the thing and, and Ryan and I were talking about this on the way up and the same thing with uh, with some other movies uh, Scott Pilgrim that was I think was we were talking wow, about driving
0: to our our our, our, Antarct- our Arctic headquarters. Oh, that was a long, yeah, what is this
1: monstrosity? Uh, so the thing is that w- when you try to make a movie out of a source material, you you're not making it for the people that are fans of the source material. You're making yeah, it for as for many else. people as possible, and the majority of the people are not fans of the comics, right? Right. So what they were, I mean, how many other movies in that time frame? Come out today smelling like roses. I mean, not a whole lot. There's a few winners.
0: Especially ones based on comic books. I mean, right. the only ones you could argue is because nobody were taking it the, seriously. The it first two the Superman. Superman movies. Yeah. And then after that, Batman's what really set the whole like, but the first like kind of wave of big comic mm. movies. And, but you know, this this wouldn't, I mean, was mostly Batman. If really. you went
1: up to somebody and said Batman, they'd go, oh, cool. Or you said Superman, they go, I know who that is. If you said Howard the Duck, they go, I have no yeah. idea who and that I is. And I think
0: I can understand why, because if you look at Marvel and their history, with their characters. I mean, the Hulk was a successful television show. Right. They tried to do a Thor thing. Didn't work. They tried to do a Spider-Man show in the 70s. It Mm -hmm. was also terrible. So I think for a long time, Marvel was very, very apprehensive to put any of their like treasured properties
1: out there. Right. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have a studio like they do now. So they had had to opt out their rights. And they didn't
0: also have the people too that were... Willing to to take these characters seriously. Right. It was viewed still as, oh, kid stuff. I I would even say the first two Superman movies in a little bit of a way were still Mm. viewed as kid stuff. Right, of course. But not until 89's Batman did he realize, like, oh, you can kind of do something that's more adult with
3: this. Even then, like, there were still, like, things that were... Treated lightly with yeah. that, you know, and I'm not yeah. saying like it has to be, you know, Nolan's Batman always and forever, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, Batman lo- but Batman, but long Nolan's dark. Batman. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it, it's it's pretty dark, but at the same time, I feel like this is where, in that movie, where you feel like it wasn't taken seriously. It's not necessarily with what happens on the screen, but what happens off the screen. Right. Now, merchandising for a movie like that is like huge, right. and people yeah. are like, okay, that's where the money's at, so we got to make sure it's done right. Back then, there was like, what was it? It was like three action figures. You had well, they weren't they weren't
0: they weren't prepared for toys. They yeah, had Batman, yeah, they had the, the Joker, Joker and, and Bob the Goon, Bob the Goon, <laughs> nice. and the Joker
3: and Batman had the same head, just painted differently. Well, inside. they were
0: well, no, they were from this a Kenner line. They didn't even make movie specific toys. They were literally just repurposed toys from another toy line that okay. they sh- they stuck the logo because they didn't have they were they but had no clue exactly, and that's why they're like, yeah, sure, Jack Nicholson, take a piece of the. Gross. That's fine to do right. this movie. Yeah. That is the dumbest thing they look ever at every <laughs> time. Something with a Batman logo from 89 Batman comes, Nicholson gets a paycheck. Every really time awesome. anyone buys yeah. a copy of Batman, Nicholson gets a paycheck.
1: Wow, because he,
0: he has part of the gross. So any any move any move money that movie makes in perpetuity, and t- he will have forever, or at least his estate will. Once he so, once he's gone, please don't die, Jack.
3: So that so that movie was taken, you know, obviously a lot more seriously than something like Howard the Duck was, and it shows on screen. And Ryan showed me a picture well, of Howard. Well, the I Duck, think that's like, and,
0: and after that too. Why? After yeah. and after that, yeah. Marvel was like,
2: nope, no movies. Just yeah, like no kind of movies. after
0: Super Mario Brothers, Nintendo's like, nope, and they have a lot of great. Not to get off the on the video game subject, want
2: the maximum no more mutant
0: yeah nintendo <laughs> nintendo has a lot of great properties like that would make great movies zelda metroid they have some great franchises but because of mario brothers it soured them on the movie industry and yeah. and fair point and, and marvel graciously with well technically first with and, and they did it right that time mm-hmm. with blade right like we, yeah, talked, we talked about, about on that. the previous yeah. l- that was their first kind of like let's try this I think also
1: uh, the landscape of the 80s at the time, which is kind of like what it is today. uh, Well, at least as far as the the party scene goes you know yeah. like the 80s were a big party decade yeah, yeah. Um, and then everybody Dr. wanted to Dents. go out and have fun so when it comes to a duck and he's already kind of got this perverted drunk side then you just drop him into the 80s and I guess even for the 80s he was pretty insane <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. pretty not good which it just that should tip you yeah. off right there it because just the
0: movie has no heart there's not really it's just it's it's, bad. it's just it's like just a just, cash grab it exists just for bad. the sake of existence, and it also yeah. made yeah. Grant Morrison scared because there's giant scorpions <sighs> <like that. laughs>
3: <laughs> um, or Grant Morris. So, uh, what okay. happened Drug to the comic rooms. books? Did, was the comic book done before this movie, or he's very after? seldom
2: been sort of his own series? He always okay. ends up in like little backup stories, or like he's in there with the Thor Frog or Spider okay. Ham, or or yeah. it's like it, it's Throg-y, it's been yeah
0: the Pet Avengers. Mm-hmm.
2: So <laughs> it's it's but he's he's always like the sarcastic comment on the state of the comics industry or the sarcastic comment on fiction or the sarcastic comment on life. That's, that's what he's been. it's been published as Howard, the duck has been backups and other things. He's been it's, in Spider-Man. Yeah. There's cover he's of worked him with in Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It's, it's, he's basically Howard. The he, duck is, is sort of like, he's it, a big meta joke. Yeah. He's a big joke. He's yeah. like, it, like anybody, anytime. he's almost always written by Steve is Gerber, he, the creator of, of Howard, the duck, he's he my, but pretty Deadpool? much He, in a way, he is sort of in, Duckpool. In the same way that like Deadpool makes fun of everything that's happening yeah. and is a commentary on what's happening, I think but Deadpool at the, the same time, reason. everybody's like, "Oh, Deadpool is awesome." Howard the Duck is like removing all of the awesome from Deadpool. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't be like, "Oh, Howard the Duck is awesome." Yeah. watch him cut that guy's head off with two swords. <laughs> it's <laughs> like Howard the Duck is a duck. You know what? I'm gonna a- go no on pants. record right
0: now. Based on the last 30 seconds of that tease or that little like after mm-hmm. credit sequence. Howard the Duck is awesome. <laughs> like, I don't know why. But I like, mean, his just,
2: comment in the in the movie is is exactly in line with Howard the Duck style stuff, right. Ryan, Which I, is why do you why do you let him lick your face like that? It's, it's like, gross. Ugh. Yeah, and
1: that's gross. coming from a giant duck drinks
0: sipping the a the martini. Goes burns going down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: I think okay. So I think that Ryan, you're totally right in the sense that he's just a big joke, and he. he comes in and he is the immediate elephant in the room. He's like, mm-hmm. look at me. I'm the exact opposite of everything you like about comics. I'm not heroic. I'm not good looking. I don't have any powers. I'm just a duck that wears a sport coat. This is dumb. So I'm going to go ahead and draw your eye over here. And while I have your eye, give me your ear real quick and I'm going to tell you why this is all dumb. Just mm-hmm. really quick. And then he's out, right? For the yeah. most part. For the most part, yeah. Um, <laughs>
3: look at me. I'm a giant freak.
1: Now here's the thing. Since then we've changed. We Now we have dead now we have breaking the fourth wall and all this other stuff so with his bit at the end of the movie where he says those things it's less like commentary on the state and more commonplace but at the same time it's like don't forget he, your roots Yeah it's not yeah. It, It's a callback Which is cool It's acknowledgement Which is nice Because they actually kno- They acknowledge the uh, The creators right after that also it's, yeah, yeah I, I like show, that It's it actually fantastic. a
0: duck callback uh, It's
3: funny Actually the
0: nice The one thing about it though And I read interviews with them And the reason that they Added that scene in The the
2: Rather James than gone, something With Thanos Rather than something With right, Thanos or They
0: go Because they always knew That Guardians And well this will Kind of transition us I guess a little bit Into um, sure. back matter But um, they always knew Guardians of the Galaxy Was going to be the black sheep right. of all the marvel movies mm-hmm. um however although financially right now, and- beloved black sheep <laughs> but um but they always knew that, and so they like, what better way to be the, to cement ourselves the black sheep than at our after credit sequence to bring up quite possibly the worst thing in any Marvel movie his, cinematic history ever by throwing Howard the Duck in there.
2: Well, you know, and it's funny. A couple of years ago, they couldn't have put punk. Howard Duck in it yeah. because now Disney owns both Lucasfilm and Marvel. And so now they're like, so now yep, all, they're all under one roof.
0: Do it. Dude. So,
2: so
3: that's. I mean, I think it. it'd be kind of like, there's no way to say, well, let's, you know, what what source material that we can reach. There's no Howard the Duck. There's yeah. no source. Don't, ma- don't watch the movie. Comic. Do <laughs> yeah, don't watch the movie unless you want to punish yourself. Um, look up on Wikipedia, I guess. Yeah, uh, look for for that,
2: Steve Gerber's sort of yeah. like seventies and eighties Howard the Duck stuff. I've, I don't know if see, it's Guardians been collected of the recently. Yeah, yeah, see Guardians um, of the Galaxy again. And yeah, last, yeah, yeah. Watch those last yeah. thirty
3: seconds again,
2: um, and that that there would was be a the best. there was a Howard the Duck series in the mid nineties mm-hmm. that uh, interestingly enough crossed over unofficially with an image book, okay, a Savage Dragon book. Oh, oh God, God, yes. In that, in that yeah. Howard the Duck and another character walk into a warehouse in at the end of one issue, and then of Howard the Duck, and then. Uh, Savage Dragon and this other character called Destroyer Duck walked into a warehouse at the end of an issue of Sag- Savage Dragon. And then at the beginning of both next issues, they both walk out of the warehouses. <laughs> uh, and, but Savage Dragon and, and uh, Destroyer Duck watch out, walk out with somebody who seems a lot like Howard the Duck. Huh. And we find out that the warehouse is full of clones of, ha- of, <laughs> of cartoon ducks.
1: That's funny! Wow,
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's all written by the same people, guy, but they couldn't man. acknowledge what somebody, was going somebody on. Somebody needs
1: right. to bring some Savage Dragon. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Right. well,
3: it seems like <laughs> seems like Howard the Duck has quite the dynasty. Right, Howard
1: the all right, Duck stop dynasty. This. Oh, stop
2: man. this! Uh, You're saying this with three bearded gentlemen in the room. I too. will. Yeah. I will.
0: Say, I will say this. I'm interested to see what they do. What they do with this? I'm interested to see I, if it's just a little smiley. nod. of me is
2: okay with I, that
4: I
0: being it, he, but
2: I don't know. I don't I, think I they're going
0: like, to
1: do anything big with it. I don't
0: think they're going to make another movie out of it. No. no but I no.
1: I wonder what this will Please do for me. the public. Look
0: questions. for him. Look for the I, I would say,
3: to be honest with you, I think they're going to try to Pixar it and have it be like oh, the God, uh, no. the the van
1: in the background.
3: You know, he's just like yeah. in the background. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just yes. poke him in there.
1: He's sitting mm-hmm. at the bar or he's like yeah. walking down the street yeah, or he's just, like. In the background, gets subtly. off the plane or whatever.
3: here's the thing, too. I when I watched it the second time, I looked at, um, <laughs> I I looked in the background when you first see the collector, and the collector's out of focus, and some of his like cages mm-hmm. in the back are in focus, and you see however the Duck above where his head is, and then he like turn turns up, and then like you know he the rack focus focuses on him and stuff like that. But for a split second, you see it in the movie. I was like, oh, there he is. <laughs> it's
0: like he's right there.
3: You've seen
2: that movie how many times? Don't you? Four times. All right. There you as, go.
3: as of this recording. So I guess All we right.
2: should go into so our next So let's talk part about today. back matter.
0: Well, before we jump into the Guardians of the Galaxy talk, I want to mention a few things. Chewy and I went to San Diego Comic-Con. A uh, couple things, some cool stuff that happened there. Heard of that um, thing. The one thing I will tell you, there's two kind of things I want to briefly talk about. Number one, my the, we did call some cool stuff. There was some Batman, Superman, a little bit of footage, not necessarily of the movie, but a little cool footage shown. Um, it's yeah. pretty neat. If, if we talk a little bit, you know what? We, I was going to say, we talked about it on, um, on four color commentary a lot, but we talked a lot about it on stuff and things on that episode. Uh, well, I mean, but all we'll you give it we'll know, give you a brief little synopsis of it.
3: We, we ended up seeing this footage or you, we, we weren't there to see it live, unfortunately in, in that particular room, hall H, but, um, I was busy watching a Brian Lee O'Malley panel. That's what <laughs> I, <did. laughs> um, fanboy. Um, yeah, dude. So it, it it it's it's dark. It's thundering, pouring rain, tribal drums and stuff like that. You know, just like war drums. And then you just see this black shape move towards this other black shape in the yeah. night. And then you it pulls a cover off of this circular bat black shape, and it's a bat symbol with a fat Frank Miller bat. symbol on it right there and the light shining up in the sky and the clouds and the thundering rain and all that stuff and you see a bat symbol there and you see and then and then you see something floating in the bat symbol and it's superman and it, it comes in close on superman and then he just starts glaring and his eyes start to glow red and stuff like that and then it cuts back to batman by the bat symbol and you see the bat suit and it's the robotic Batsuit. It's the end of the very, yeah. like, like the end of Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> and then his eyes are glowing white.
1: Yeah.
3: Glowing white. And then lightning and thunder crack through the sky. It lights up his face for just a moment. And Batman has this little grin on his face like, come and get it, Soups. <laughs> That's what it looks like, and then it just ends like that, and it cuts to black.
0: They also, <sighs> yeah, it was, It's pretty awesome if you can find a bootleg copy of it, because they're never going to show it anywhere else ever again. Is what they've said. That was only for San Diego.
1: Well, if you don't count all the grainy yeah. footage that ended up sure. on the internet, no, that's what I'm but, saying. Right. If
0: you can find an unofficial version, good luck. Um, they also announced the Wonder Woman costume. I don't know. Did you guys take a look at that? What do you guys think of it? Yeah.
2: Xeno Warrior Princess.
0: It's pretty cool. The only it's thing awesome. I have a little problem with is she's in like heels. Like, yeah, it's not like, really no, necessary.
1: They're not
3: heels. They're
0: wedges. Yeah, but still, it's not really necessary. I, I mean, you can, um, but. I don't know. But, I, mean, I think for the most part, though, it looks like Wonder Woman. It if looks, she's Wonder, like Wonder, Wonder, Woman, Wonder
3: Woman, she should have no problem
0: with it. Ryan seems like he has a, some Oh, man. You
2: something. know, the the DC Cinematic Universe is just so <laughs> so needlessly grim and dark and angry. Yeah, remember when DC and it, used to be like Marvel the happy hand. one? So, yeah. so <laughs> what I wrote on Facebook uh, was, oh, yeah, it looks like the perfect costume for another mass murderer in DC's, <laughs> in DC's <laughs> stable. You uh, need no. to
0: hear my opinion on why. But I did like.
2: I did like the invisible jet.
0: You can I can I can I. I don't mean I don't mean to get away from <laughs> nice, it. Ryan, nice. I'm going to tell you. I'm going You know what? I'm going to tell you. I've said it on on, on four colors. She's a oh, warrior no, princess. Not not about not about Wonder Woman. About superhero about about Man of Steel and why I think that they could totally redeem We're not it do this with that. Right not right, right, right now. I'm going to do it kay. off mic. But if you want to know my opinion on that stuff and things, think it's episode fifty four. There's just
2: a BuzzFeed article that that summed up what I needed to say on it. It's like she is a princess superhero. Why? Why not something that my six-year-old can get behind? I don't know. Well, princess anyway. superhero. Oh, you mean like Elsa and Spider-Man together? No, not at all. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, why not? Why couldn't she be? That's couple, what I'm talking about. Because it's
1: not the right universe, apparently.
0: A
3: yeah.
2: couple uh, other
0: things. Um, I
3: th- I really like the fact that she actually. Put on some mass and like gotten like you know some a arms going. Bit, yeah. Well, I mean it's noticeable. So I'm like, she and, looks and, fit for sure. And this is also a production still. I mean, there's still time oh, yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, hey, look at the costume. You know, she's definitely. I think I don't um,
1: think I don't think that with her build at the moment that she's going to be putting on much more. I think that's just she's, that's just she's, how, she, that's she, how yeah. she's going to be. Um,
0: um, other than that I know that they did announce I, I kind of called that one They did announce Guardians of the Galaxy 2 That is happening now they It says right
2: in the credits Guardians of the Galaxy Will return, return.
0: And it was
3: announced Before the movie came out, out. That's ballsy well, <laughs> They had
2: a lot of marketing for They sure movie. did I have my Subway um, Star-Lord bag here yeah. Yes
0: me. you do Um, other than that um, a couple other things that we kind of experienced Chewie and I went to an awesome Batman panel that had like everybody who's anybody who's ever written Batman or or drawn Batman that you want to (sighs) see Denny O'Neill Neil Neil Adams uh, Frank Miller the Crockill, Grant Morrison, men, uh, Grant Scott, Morrison Snyder, Scott Snyder, Scott Snyder Jeff, Johns. Jeff Johns, Jeff Johns, your buddy was there. Oh, great! As well as Jim Lee um, was there too. It was pretty <laughs> cool. I will tell you, man. If you ever want to listen to somebody talk about Batman, if you're—I know, Alan, this doesn't concern you,
4: but—Wow!
0: <laughs> if you want to hear someone talk about Batman with great with great heart, I think the two people to listen to, to be honest, and you're going to be surprised by the second one. Number one, Neil Adams. Neil Adams talked about Batman for hours, but number yeah. two, surprisingly, Frank Miller. Oh
4: yeah, yeah. Frank
0: Miller knows. He he gets Batman. He kind of is a mm-hmm. crotchy old man, but man, do I love him! <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, I, he, we, we he bumped into this, a lot of the creators that we've read stuff from the show. Yeah, real
3: quick, Frank Miller had this beautiful moment where they're all, this little girl asked uh, a question. You know, what embodies Batman? Who is Batman? You know, uh, was it Daniel? Well, Neil Adams. Uh, Neil, Neil Adams, Adams.
0: Had, had had used this analogy saying that. Bruce, Everyone like Bruce Wayne a, is the person and as writers we're all revolving around Bruce Wayne trying to figure out who he is but Batman's kind of in between so all those versions of Batman the 66 one the like super they're... grim one all that stuff is valid so this little girl comes up and asks like well which one do you think embodies the best and Neil Adams bless him Neil is trying to reiterate, reiterate the point. point to a seven year old little girl and Frank Miller he, he, he kind of interrupts
3: around. him he's just like hey, excuse me you know the thing is you know like he's saying they're all valid but whichever version of batman is your favorite that's the best version of batman and i and then he Mike. just pushes the mic away and i was just like he grew a heart <laughs> <laughs> like
0: Frank, and, and they say in Whoville that day that Frank Miller. <laughs> Frank- Grant, Grant Morrison
3: day. had one of my favorite responses. Why Why is Batman such a relevant character right now? Oh, he's Grant a- Morrison. Well, he's you know he's a satanic figure. You know he's a bat
2: in the night. But he's I'm- here.
3: He's
0: on our side. And he's
3: he's on our side. And like, looks I love you, cool. You
0: crazy bald man. <laughs> he started off with he's he's a so satanic much. figure. Yeah. i like mean. yeah. Grant
2: Morrison's. Yeah, he's a man he's a all. weird
0: dude. I love him. Um, other than that, I mean, we bumped into a lot of creators from the show. I took a picture with Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky. It was amazing. a pretty fantastic Jerry. picture. <laughs> and uh, my girlfriend took a picture with Kelly Sue DeConnick, which we read uh, Captain Marvel. I was pretty yep.
2: stoked, because I remember uh, you guys have been to Comic-Con a lot of times. Yeah. Every time you I've go, twice. you talk about how you spend like the entire weekend waiting in the Hall H line to be yep. in Hall H. And I was like, don't do that. Go meet all the creators. Well, They're all there. Be, but now
3: we had a reason. Let's yeah. be fair. Let's be fair. I... Have only been twice. This was okay, my second time enough. going. Right. So at fifty percent of my comic cons, <laughs> I waited in time. <laughs> and to be panel. fair, to and be the fair, other ones, I walked around. I was it, like, 4 color commentary? Four color commentary?"
0: <laughs> yeah. To, to, to be fair, the only the other times, I wasn't really a big comic store. I like comic book characters, mm-hmm. but I remember getting issue one of Wonder Woman in the New Fifty Two and being like, "What's this? Okay, thanks, I guess." And now I'm like, "I have a first print of that. I'm so excited. Yeah. I own it." Um, but um, yeah, we ran into a lot of creators from the show. We talked to Jim Rugg, who yeah, wrote Street Jim Angel. Yeah. Right. I talked to him
3: for like 20 he's minutes. He's really nice guy. Super awesome. I yeah. bought one of his other books, which I'm not going to name drop it yet. Just You know what? I'm going to name drop it, but I'm not going to bring it yet. I'll bring it later. It's called Aphrodisiac um, with an F. Um, Afro? Like Afro. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm actually, at some point I'll bring that. But I yeah. got into this great conversation with him, and he's like, oh, yeah, you guys did the you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the review on He remembered it. us. Uh, yeah. He remembered us, which was cool. And it's we're rad. talking. But, and I was so excited to talk to him and talk about Street Angel and all that stuff that I forgot to take a picture with him. Wow. Yeah, I got to, uh, I ran. I met uh, Jeff Stokely, uh, the guy who penned this fine piece of artwork uh, over uh, here. Yeah. they can' oh, Gun Gorilla. Is, they can't yeah. see it. It's a podcast. Six Gun it's Gorilla. Six Gorilla. Six He's Gorilla. the artist from Six Gun Gorilla. And um, what the was awesome panel. was I posted, I, I asked, yeah, I there's this hardcover version of six gun gorilla collected now, which is awesome. And I had him sign it and he sketched a, uh, a gorilla in it for me, which was awesome. And then, um, I posted it out on mine and I get like hit up from someone on Facebook, someone I hadn't talked to in years. And she's like, Hey, that's, that's my roommate. And I'm like, your roommates, Jeff Stokely. She's just like, yeah, And I was like, this is amazing. Walking around the next day at the con, I happened to just cross paths with them. I'm like, Hey man, like, sorry to interrupt you. I swear I'm not stalking you. Um, so I took a picture, you know, and po- posted it out. He's, she's like, he's like, oh, cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, you know, and super chill. And then I was like, so it turns out apparently you live with someone I used to work with. And I said, like, her name. And he's like, oh, dude, really? And I was like, yeah, dude, we used to work together at Tower Records and stuff. He's like, dude, that's awesome. So I was like, small world. So that's I got to so meet cool. him. so cool. That's right. Um, Met Felipe Smith, the writer yeah, of nice. um, All New Ghost Rider. I think Rider. he did some of
0: the covers, too, actually. Yeah, I think he, he
3: might have done some of that stuff. And I know he's also an artist, and he does yeah. this other book I want to right. check he out. He does
0: some Ninja Turtle stuff, too, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah he, um,
3: he was really chill. Yeah. We got to...
0: You met Dean Tripp I met Dean Tripp yeah. I was so happy because I found out he didn't have a booth, and I was like really bummed That's out. That's weird. And I was like, oh, why don't you have a booth? And then I saw something on Twitter. I went up to the hotels eating lunch alone because I was I was having a bummer, bummer last day of Comic Con. Um, oh. I don't know why. I was just a bad. It just the morning started off wonky. And I saw on Twitter he's like, I'm gonna be at the Athena Finger like like signing table. Athena Finger, Bill Finger's um, like great grand niece yeah. or something oh, okay. like that. You know Bill Finger, Batman. Yes, Bill I Finger. know Bill Finger. Okay, Thank okay. you. So <laughs> I don't know, Alan. I don't know. So um, yeah, I just like ru- I I tweet out at him like, how long are you gonna be there? He's like till two thirty. I'm like, great. I jump on the bus, get downtown. I like practically sprint to to the sales pavilion. And I meet him there. I t- I tell him about the podcast. Tell me read his book. Um, who's super sweet guy and he, there is a print and he's the one who wrote something terrible. We did mm-hmm. a few of you should go kind of a heavier comic and he really appreciated us like reviewing it. He told me to say that to you guys. Um, and he also says there is a print version coming and it's going to have an epilogue in it that he told me what it is. I won't say it on here cause I don't want to spoil it, but Whoa. I will tell you off Mike. I almost, cried right then and there it's that good so and dean trip nice guy took a picture with him really nice guy so uh yeah hopefully we've, we've we put this out there to those people and if you're listening if you happen to be listening or giving our podcast a listen we do i know if, i don't know yeah. if you remember but we are interested in doing interviews and stuff we'd love to reach out and talk to you guys so yeah, if you happen I'll to I'll be listening those- Oh, go ahead if you happen to be listening we'll post we post those pictures on our twitter or, or no i'm sorry our new instagram account yeah, yeah. Um, and on twitter too and we'll um yeah but we definitely would love to reach out if you guys are listening and you want to interview with us great we will reach out to you and you can reach out to us if you can whatever you want to do oh, yeah i also met john Lehman, the writer of chew
3: which is awesome. that is true yeah, i nice. yeah, will right. bring that later and definitely. and
0: it's funny because chewy's name isn't the same as in league <laughs> yeah like, like Tony he's like hey look at that <laughs> you so, have to chew on things so yeah that... all in all a really good comic-con really comics related so i I know we did Ryan Proud as opposed to sitting through all the media events, which it is. Made
2: me happy. Which was yes.
0: neat. I mean, listen, that's neat to do and it's fun, but I encourage you, if you're a comic book fan, go and meet some of the creators of the books you like. I mean, there's nothing more gratifying uh, to be uh, than saying, hey. Kyle oh, Higgins. Yeah, we met. Yeah, you met oh, Kyle yeah. Higgins. Batman um, Beyond. Yeah. yeah, Batman Beyond that we read. Um, he also does Nightwing and Cowl as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but there's nothing more. There's nothing nicer than meeting somebody whose book that you've read and you tell them you like him. Because seeing, not only is it great for you to finally get to express what you think, but. The look on their face of like, thank you for reading my comic. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate. Even if it's one of the big two, even if it's Ghost Rider, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and the look on their face was smile happy. So chill, dude. All right, we've held off long enough.
5: Oh
4: my God! Guardians, Guardians of the spoiler Galaxy cast. <laughs> spoiler so, cast. So many Get
0: spoilers ready for a whole bunch. So Alan, uh, oh, so Ryan and Chewie and I, we did uh, the the Q and A with Sam Humphries, and we watched the movie afterwards. Uh, Q and A, of course, that'll again be at the end of this podcast. But um, we all loved it, needless to say. Chewie's seen it? How many times have you seen it, Chewie? I see it I twice. Saw it four times as it of this recording. Wow, four. Time, so. Yeah. Now, Alan, <laughs> you did not get a chance to go. You had some previous engagements, but you did right. see Guardians of the Galaxy. Alan, what did you think?
1: Okay, so I had to wait till Monday to see it because Ugh. of just scheduling conflicts. But, but that Monday, Monday, I had
3: already seen it four times.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that Monday, like the girlfriend and I got up and we were like, "Yes, this is gonna be awesome. Let's go. We're gonna get up early." And I think we made it there. We actually saw the one thirty, so nice. you know, nice. mid nice. afternoon. But uh, we did some shopping first. What
0: did you think of the movie, though? Here's the thing. Oh, no.
3: Let him speak his piece. Keep in mind, I'm holding a screwdriver. (laughs) You are
1: brandishing a screwdriver. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so here's the thing. This movie is really good and really fun. But I feel like it got hyped up a lot before I went to go see it.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you hear enough people who are like, Alan, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy yet? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Alan, you have to see it's, it. Oh, my it's gosh, It's a lot Alan.
1: of, like, and then you. Like, I know you're in love with this movie, and it's amazing. It's a great movie, and I will get into what I loved about it also. But here's the thing. I have to say that, overall, my, my personal feeling is that it, there were some parts that, like, for example, the first 20 minutes really are crammed together. And I understand why they had to do that. It was because you have to introduce a bunch of different characters. I mean, the first five minutes where it makes you cry because he's a little kid and his mom oh, dies gosh. and everything. And you're just like, oh, wow. But then after that, then it's like you get this cool opening scene and then he kind of gets arrested and then he's... And then there's three storylines that they throw at you in the course of 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep up with what they're saying, what how everybody interacts with everybody else, and what that means for the story going forward. So... With the first 30 minutes, it's actually a really good solid 30 minutes. You just have to kind of pick up on that. Um, it wasn't so hard with me because I've had, you know, I kind of know who the characters are going into it, mm-hmm. but I feel like there must be some people who are kind of lost in that first half hour there. It's a packed half hour. It, it is. is a lot it's, of, a it's a lot packed. of information. But at the same time, I feel like they didn't have to go into all of that stuff right away, or maybe they did. I'm, I'm not sure.
3: I think they did. And I think that it was. I think it was well done because they throw all that out there, right? Because it's all happening simultaneously. It's not like, well, then this happened. No, of course. It's all like, boom, these things happen. You know, Rocket and Groot are already who they are. Of course. Gamora is already doing her thing and Star-Lord's doing his thing. Right. Um, Drax is in prison already. (laughs) Um, But what they do really well, because they do throw all that at you, is in the prison when they're like, okay, well, we got to escape from the prison and then we'll do this. And then someone's like, but don't forget. I'm turning you in and we're going to get get your bounty or whatever. Oh, wait, but I have to do this instead. Right. We do this. That trumps these. So then what they do is they basically say, Hey, so there's these three things that are happening. And then basically they kind of decide as a unit. Well, if we do this one thing, it's like a choose your own adventure. They yeah, chose They're like, if we do this one thing, then we're all good.
1: I understand. I understand. And I totally got that from the movie, but I also felt like the motivation in that particular part of the movie was kind of weak just because like, uh, he goes in with Rocket and Groot. I get that Rocket and Groot are protecting their bounty, right? Because they yeah. need to turn him in to get cash. Blah blah blah. But it doesn't really they don't they mention it once, and then all of a sudden they're defending him. And then when Peter sneaks off to go check out what, you know, uh What Gamora is getting kidnapped then all of a sudden Rocket's like wait no Peter where are you going like as if he cares rather than Peter you get your butt back here because I'm not losing my bounty you know what I mean yeah the motivation seemed wonky well I think the thing is he didn't want to just jump in and be like
3: wait no you get back because he's Drax is there and like all of them and like he doesn't want them to turn on them because he knows hey I'm this small creature I don't have my guns I don't have my stuff I can't do anything about this right now so we're gonna get killed that's the way I took it. It just
1: seemed like he cared more about Peter than he did about his bounty. And at that point in the movie, I felt like it should be reversed. Now, also on top of that, Gamora is supposed to be like the most deadly assassin in the universe. But I felt like there was three times throughout this movie where she was almost crying, which is not necessarily bad. It just felt like she could have been a stronger character. I, I didn't
3: personally... I disagree. I didn't feel that at all. I never felt that there was a point where she was about to cry. I, I felt well, that, like there was times where she was like, Oh, this sucks. or This is hopeless or we failed or this is frustrating. But I didn't feel that she was like, you know, oh, you know, this is sad and I'm sad and stuff like that.
1: Well, the Gamora that I know, like from, cause I read, a lot of Guardians before seeing this movie. That's why I was one of the people who was most stoked about it coming out. The Gamora that I know would have been able to, like when she and Peter were on the uh, the Ravager ship, she would have taken all those guys out by herself. Like, But she was getting held back by two dudes. And I guess because she was afraid of Peter getting hurt or whatever, that's fine. But it just felt inconsistent with what they were describing her as, as to oppose what she was actually throughout the movie. I mean, she did get her coolness at the end but even then i feel like it should have been a cooler fight for her um which brings me my last point about it which i didn't really think was that great was nebula So, Nebula, to me, was an interesting character because I feel like she was supposed to be a foil for Gamora. She was supposed to be the opposite, right? Somebody for Gamora to kind of, like, interact with and have a vengeance against blah, blah, blah. But her motivation changes three times. And for, in my Mm -hmm. opinion, almost no reason. Yeah, She starts off being like, I'm super loyal to Thanos. And then a third of the way through, she goes, no, screw Thanos. I didn't like him anyway. I'm super loyal to you, Ronan. And at the very end, she goes, no, you're all crazy. I'm out of here. And then leaves. Yeah. I mean, I guess she's self-interested, but it mainly just seemed like she couldn't make up her mind and it was inconsistent to me.
3: Personally, I feel that she was self-interested and secondly, I feel like it wasn't ever a loyalty to Thanos. I think we're, her comments were like, you're not going to win this fight. was more of just like, it's pointless trying to eat to even try against them. All, the way I took it is more of literally what, how it was portrayed. Just like a, a child who's like, there's no talking to you, dad, you know, like really?
1: Cause I felt from the beginning when she was, when Thanos said they captured my favorite daughter, yeah. like, isn't that like just giant foreshadowing for well, Hey yeah. Nebula, you're great, but I really like it more and more. No, no, and yeah, then like that, a jealousy
3: type thing. That's exactly what I'm saying. Cause I didn't, what I what I'm saying is, you know, her reaction to saying you're never you're not gonna win this battle against them is basically kind of like saying it to me I almost think as like, trust me, I've tried. Because of the whole Gamora situation.
1: Like But you she know. still switches allegiances so easily. She does. It doesn't it doesn't does. feel natural to me, is the only problem. She is a robot. So. Um my girlfriend had a my girlfriend didn't think that uh, What's the phrase? Karen Gillan did a very good job. Either I but was bummed
2: that Karen Gillan didn't have her accent. I think that would have sold Gamora more. For uh, me.
1: Yeah, Wait, I feel like Nebula. it would have been better. Nebula, yes, Nebula, Nebula. 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 Sorry, and, and sorry, we know, Nebula. and we know that can we I, know can Ryan
2: that.
4: And I talk about the movie now? Well, we know <laughs> you guys could have jumped in at any time. no, you guys were having your moment. Uh, <laughs> we know
2: that Nebula is important to the is important to the. To the greater overarching and eventual Thanos deal, yes. true the mm-hmm. Infinity Gauntlet thing. Yeah. Um. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about Infinity Stones.
0: Yes, because that is a very important.
1: Okay. Wait. Of wait. This wait.
2: Movie. Okay.
1: Chewie and I had a thing. Okay. Uh, Do you guys want to rib on me or something real quick? I don't want to. No. Ri- I
2: don't want to. But no, I don't want to rib. On, I, I agree with you I, that I, that that the changing allegiance of Nebula was confusing. Yeah. yeah. And probably could have been handled better. I and felt the more. Did not kick enough ass. I <laughs> felt that if, there, yeah. but <laughs> I think she should have.
3: I felt that if there was one weak character or not fully, de- yeah. not let me rephrase that one character that wasn't as developed as the others, it would have been Nebula. But I find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe that it was unintentional. I yeah. feel like everything in this movie was intentional, and if she wasn't in our eyes, fully developed, it's be, it's there's probably a reason behind it and we're probably going to see a lot more of it later.
2: At yeah, I get hate. the feeling that we have not seen <laughs> The Last of Nebula. No.
1: Okay, so, exactly. so my overall opinion of this movie is that it was really good, but I feel like it got hyped up a lot for me. Is that understandable? At I least? can understand yeah. what you're
0: saying, but it's still the best Marvel movie ever made. That's yeah. I I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I <do> too. <laughs> I still really liked way Avengers. Better than Howard I really liked Avengers too, but Avengers I realize in hindsight. Avengers is great, but Avengers was the sum was the, the reason it was so good it's because it was the sum of all the movies that had come before it.
1: Right. Yeah, that's the thing that uh, So all of that
0: buildup. And like, yeah. but I, I still think the only movie that I think I think Captain America, The Winter Soldier, was great. It mm-hmm. was I thought really that good. was really good. It was really good. I still think the purest though I mean this one was this one is is to me on the same level as the first Iron Man movie. It's just
1: Pure. I'm gonna have to watch it again because I feel like now I was I was in there with such high expectations. I know, but now
0: you know what you're gonna get. Yeah,
1: so
2: I feel like a second viewing would would yeah, result. A second, I having seen it twice. Yes. Yeah. Did you I feel the
1: same way I did sort yeah. of in the first time?
2: I, the first time I was just overwhelmed with how excited I was because yeah. yeah, me too. Because the thing is, when when we saw it, we saw it at 8 p.m. the night it was supposed to come out at midnight. Right. So there was no oh my gosh this movie is so good yet. Right. When we saw it. Well, you had an entire weekend of every person that you know texting you and literally. Facebooking you saying, "Alan, why haven't you seen this movie yet?" Right, yes. And I'm sure that that, like, if I had had that, then my then my feeling yeah, sure. after the first reading of the movie would have been totally different than my feeling, which was I just came off of a mountain and now flying through space.
0: I'll be honest, and this is going to sound, pr- and I know this probably has been echoed, yeah. but the more I think about it, the more it's true. I haven't really had this much fun with sci-fi movie since I first saw Star Wars as a kid. as much as I I love like we talked about on Super Action Bros The Fifth Element Mm -hmm. there's a lot of great sci-fi movies out there but I haven't had as much fun watching a movie a sci-fi based movie other than this and people who even are like I don't like comic books or like you don't even have to like Structurally this is books.
2: actually a very Star Wars it, it really yeah. is too it and is. there's
0: a lot of similarities I think, to it. I
1: think the other I mean, uh, the I, other thing I, is yeah. that you guys hadn't read any Guardians true. before Sing that's and no, True, that true. Yeah. and I've been invested in like Rocket and Star-Lord and sure. Nova good, on top of that like sure. before this came out so I feel like I probably went in with preconceived notions of sure. what, what I was expecting fine. also. That's fine. And, yeah, and that I
3: heard that from one other person who had read uh, Legendary Star-Lord right before and so did. I, but I didn't... It didn't affect my yeah, but perception the Peter, of it.
1: The Peter Quill in Annihilation is different than the Peter Quill is now.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I just had someone say that, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I'd started reading that, and it was a little bit different, so that kind of weirded me out, but I... Personally, it didn't affect me. I loved it. My favorite Marvel film. Um, not to say that there was anything wrong with Cap 2, just this does what Cap 2 does maybe in a different light. This better. This
0: stands alone. Yes, this, this could not have any Marvel printing on it or it be in, in the yeah. Marvel Universe at all. Right. It stands alone well. Um, I don't know, and I think all that. I mean, the, I, we can talk forever about that cast and all this, stuff, but mm-hmm. everybody in that movie did. it. I mean, I think even Chris even, Pratt is, even Karen Gillan, in her little bit. Yeah. I think did a, did a good job for I what was, she was given.
1: I was really surprised. So here's the thing. Um, Dude, I don't know Bautista if you, know if you guys too. know yeah. this. Yeah, all um, the characters, who, all
0: the guardians. I think were great. I don't want you to forget that.
1: Okay, point. guys.
3: So 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 say it. Uh,
1: okay, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's two versions of Drax, at least in the comics. Mm-hmm. There's the original Drax, uh, Drax the Destroyer, who. Um, is very Hulk-ish, like old-school Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, me talk this way, and me crush things, yeah. and that's Drax. Then, when they reinvented him for the 2007-2008 2000, series, um, they reinvented him, and all of a sudden he's like, well, my faculties are coming back online, I'm starting to think more clearly. And then he becomes more uh, verbose and, and well-spoken. He actually yeah. becomes sort of like this stone-cold killer type yeah. deal, right? Mm-hmm. So... The movie version is like a medium between the two. It's like a mix two. between the two. Yeah, yeah. where he's like... I, I, he's just super literal.
0: He doesn't understand <laughs> metaphor right. or at all. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it, it's a great way to do a character that you're like, okay, we need to Are make him kind of dumb, dumb yeah. but we don't want him to be dumb, because that's just going to be... And first I of all, really we already have Groot, that. and Groot yeah. is just basically a walking pet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I love Groot. But Groot is so good. And I mean, that... What do you mean,
2: eleven? better than 11% of a plan? Right. <laughs> I mean...
0: <laughs>
1: what does that even do with anything? It's funny to say...
0: But I think one of the most emotional points in this movie comes from a giant talking tree. It oh, does. yeah, for which sure.
3: Yeah. Once, which once again teaches us that Vin Diesel's voice <laughs> some sort of a giant monster <laughs>
0: can make
2: you cry. That's and you
0: know what it also tells us, too? Honestly, less is more. Especially That's with Vin, Vin Diesel. all you needed to well, especially say. Especially with Vin Diesel. That's all you need to say You know, in that moment. You didn't need anything else. You didn't need to be like, I love you. No, all yeah, you needed no. was we, we
2: are, are Groot. Groot.
1: So it's good.
0: it's just it says everything you need to.
1: Two more things. I'm sorry. Uh because I just I feel like I owe it to you guys to uh you Groot, by the way, so much. is introduced. Uh, you guys know this, right? From the book we read, the Star Lord book. Groot's introduced as um the the regent or the 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 monarch of planet X yeah mm-hmm. so he's like a monarch of some yes. kind so they didn't address that in the movie yeah, yeah. And I yeah, don't know yeah. if they care about that or they're just like ah eh, it's screwed which I thought I think that makes him really cool because all of a sudden he's like I think that's really something you put figure. in a sequel. I yeah. think
0: that's something you put like later you be like really Groot? yeah like yeah. and
1: second <laughs> and secondly they changed Rocket's origin uh, oh yeah they did uh, yes. Rocket originally was just a raccoon type alien basically. Um, he was actually a prison uh, security guard, uh-huh. um, and then became like an outlaw uh, in his yeah. own right, um, or bounty hunter. Um, and this one, he was an experiment of yeah, like yeah. other aliens on uh-huh. an actual raccoon. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily worse because it did give him that cool. I like part it. In I the I like bar. It. The reason ain't, is ain't because like that that tells me.
0: that tells you a lot about why he is the way he is. Right, he's not just a jerk being a jerk. He's He's messed up, man. He's he's. he's but it p-
1: takes away one of the best things about like because he says in the movies like ain't nothing me- like me except me. Yeah. But the other joke in all the comics is hey, it's a raccoon. And he's like no, I just a thing that looks like a raccoon <laughs> no, or something no. like that. Like, yeah. It comes up a whole lot. I mean, so. you're already
0: giving the audience a talking raccoon. If you try to explain it, it's an alien race, I don't know. I think you start running... Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I th- Howard I think, the Duck's Yeah, I think you start yeah. running in a Star Wars cantina scene where it's like, oh, there's a giant mantis man and a giant devil man. Like, it's just, oh, okay, it's a thing that isn't. But if you say, oh, no, it's an, it's a audiences can accept that better and it also gives them a more of a tragic backstory which audiences love right and yeah. I think every single one of those the characters best is flawed in some way even Groot mm. believe it or not. I also know that
1: the I read an article before the movie came out that um, uh, Chris Pat was talking to James Gunn and he's like Hey, what do I need to read for this? Uh, should I go buy the uh, issues? So mm-hmm. Chris Pratt was like, "I want to read some stuff and yeah. figure out who Star Lord is." And James was like, no, "No, no, 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 don't! In fact, if you're going to read anything, read the 2008 series, but yeah. be limited on it because we're not doing that. We're doing yeah. something completely different. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna create our own version. So number one, I think it's really cool that Chris Pratt like was so into like I'm gonna go buy a bunch of comics and yeah, figure this yeah. yeah. character He's a national out." National treasure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that man. Did you know that he took. Did you know that he went to, I believe it was.
2: He stole his costume.
0: Yeah. Well, no, no, he was, he went to like a, I don't know it was like a, a children's, like a, I don't know if an orphanage they went and saw the movie and he like stayed and he took pictures with he every took selfies single, with like every kid. Yeah. yeah or like a, like a he, bunch like, of, snuck into yeah. a
2: screening of the movie for a bunch of underprivileged kids. Yeah, yeah. And he,
0: and he, and he said something like, you know, like I was an underprivileged kid too and I grew up and now I'm doing this and you can be your, fa- God, it almost made me cry. It's making me <laughs> He says, I'm like, like you can be like star Lord is like, you can be your own star Lord. That's like that's awesome. it's he's <laughs> such a a class a, a class
1: human. Oh yeah. yeah, that guy is fantastic. And by the
0: way, can we just say, speaking of Rocket, Bradley Cooper? Uh, no doubt in my mind, uh, that was fantastic. Yeah, i, I, I still
1: choice. like in part. I mean, yes, totally, absolutely. <laughs> he's but so part good. of me just really wanted it to be Simon Pegg. Because uh, I've heard... I could see. I could see that. Because uh, in, I think it's Marvel vs. Capcom 3, he has a, like a Scottish-British accent thing uh, going okay. on, and it works really well. But Look, no, 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 no. Brother Cooper did, a, did We're a really are all good. standing now. <laughs> <Like> a <laughs>
0: yes. bunch of jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> <Definitely laughs> so are like, you
1: happy?
3: So, uh, Drax yeah okay drax i i'm going into this being be like oh drax but you know big guy whatever and i saw right. the panel for it last year and i was like okay so this guy and what struck me at the panel last year was he he was almost in tears uh about was it bautista or baptista i
4: think, I think it's bautista. bautista he
3: was almost in tears at the panel being like i really 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 wanted to play drax and like this is something that was like near and dear to me and you don't think that when you see big muscly guys like right, stuff like that, especially for a guy who's not an actor and who is, you know, um, is he MMA or WWE? He's he's WWE.
2: WWE. Yeah. Oh, so he is an actor to a certain extent. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I guess in what are you films. are talking where, about,
3: Ryan? Wrestling's real. In in any case, in any case, <laughs> he, he kind of really surprised me in in the film. And like a lot of times, Like, just that beat he had with Rocket towards the end, Mm -hmm. you know, where Um, he just kind of, because it's, you know, it's it's funny, because there he is, whatever, but, you know, he's making that connection, but, like, it's that look on his face, like, like I I know where you've been. Yeah. Like, I've been there before, and, like, you know what? Like, he almost has that hesitation, not because, oh, I don't want to, like, insult him, but more of, like... He didn't have anyone to, for mm-hmm. a lack of better words, scratch his head. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah, he's like, he Is this that. is this what like is, this this is what's I don't do. know if yeah. this is
1: what we do. The original origin is Drax it was, it was, it was awesome. Drax was human. Yeah. Yeah. He uh he and his family were like uh they were on a trip or something and basically it was like part alien objection, yeah. but his family got killed. Uh and then he got he was killed also, but resurrected okay. by uh I forget exactly who it was. Some archenemy of Thanos in order to be a Thanos killer. Okay. Right. right. So he was created, basically resurrected and recreated for the sole purpose of of killing Thanos, which we find out later in the movie is actually what he wants to do and not Ronin. I just
3: thought his acting chops were... Really, really, they, I don't know. They no, no, I, he, I get he that. played that no, role. I thought he was really great. Well. The That's, point is yeah, that yeah. he
1: brought the humanity he to really it, he yeah, also yeah, brought yeah. a lot of humor into it, dude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah,
3: some, some of the
0: funniest that movie. Bits. I mean, we won't go into all the dialogue stuff and ruin all the jokes, but god, you know the jokes, they're great, they're so good, <laughs> and also oh, yeah. just a side note because i know ryan has some some infinity stone talk oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah, too. yeah but that's, let's talk some that, that soundtrack is so good yes and i mean that even if you're not a fan of that type of music it just fits the movie it fits the character so well it, it's it's fantastic and, and you know what I, I know this is kind of maybe going a little bit off subject but well done this is the first marvel movie written by a lady by, yes, by, yes. By girl, and I think that this is just done so well. Um, she did such just. And I read a, <laughs> I read a, uh, I read a uh, interview with her where she said she was offered a lot of projects. She didn't say specifically. She said I was offered a lot of projects that were more specific to my gender, and I chose Guardians of the Galaxy over that because I thought it was something interesting I could do with it. And the script,
2: this movie is so good. It's, it's so well, well written. Done. It's very funny.
0: Um, but before we before we go, um. Ryan, you Oh, I wanted mentioned. to talk about
2: continuity nerd stuff. Yes. So the DC or the Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a thing and they're clearly leading up to eventually the Infinity Gauntlet. They have had the thing in the movie. So the evis- Infinity Gauntlet exists. We've seen it. It's in, in Thor. Thor. it's in it's Two. in Thor. It's in the first, no, it's in the first Thor. That's the first Thor. It's in when the, the, the trophy underground room. trophy room. Okay. Right, uh, so I think as reading and the speculation on the internet now is that we've seen four of the infinity gems right. yeah, we've seen obviously so this one this one, this okay. one we've seen the tesseract we seen one. the ether the, the ether, ether Thor from Thor, Thor, 2. Thor two, and then there's a lot of speculation that Loki's staff is an yeah. infinity gem, mm-hmm, which gives gem us four out of the six yes.
1: But that, that would be intense. Like if Loki also, was actually able to wield an Infinity Gem. I mean, that's... he is a god. Well, uh, yeah. Also, I guess that's true. also,
0: it's also in a staff too that
1: was given him. So I yeah, well, right. But sort of put the thing him. in his hammer. But I mean, that doesn't that didn't make it easier guys. to control. One
0: more thing: Did you guys know this? The the, the after credit sequence of Thor. Yeah. Two. Do you uh, know about this? What well, say it again? Where so the very after I don't know if you haven't seen it, Ryan. But the after uh, yeah. I haven't seen it I, you have. Yeah, you know about this? Yeah, yeah. it. I the after seen credit it. sequence uh, sequence of Thor it involves them taking. uh involves I can't remember who's Siv and somebody else taking the, uh, the ether to the collector. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, and yeah. in the background, uh huh, you see. And this is funny because it's a good thing we read the Infinity Gauntlet. You see Adam Warlock's cocoon in the background. Yep, and right. apparently it's also
2: <laughs> visible in in the movie in this Guardians. One too, yes. They yeah. pan right across a- it as you, well as Cosmo. You look right at it. Yeah. <laughs> the dog,
1: Cosmo the space dog.
3: Yep, it's so good. Um, you mentioned Ronan. Yes, guys,
0: Ronan, holy. You need to Ronin. watch. You need to watch. Okay. Totally unrelated. You need to watch the Hobbit movies. Because So, you like Lee Pace. Lee <laughs> Pace. I, I haven't seen the Who was Lee's Hobbit? He was. Um, he's,
2: the, he's the elf king.
0: The, the, no, he's the, he's the main elf. What's his name? The, the, I can't remember.
2: Theorandu. The, okay.
1: I, oh, the, yeah. The,
0: the, yeah. The, yeah, the main. The main no, the, the not the elf. Fabulous, I'm sorry. The main dwarf. I'm sorry. The main dwarf. Well, he's oh, he's the oh, main okay. dwarf? He's Who the main dwarf.
1: Wait, like the Oakenshield guy? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Thornton Oakenshield. I'm pretty sure that's him. Hold on. Yeah, we're going to hold on. I don't think so. That's crazy. Were you making a point? I'm sorry.
3: It's fine. I'll wait. Once this, I'll no, come back he's, to he's,
0: he's this guy. He's the fabulous elf.
2: Yeah, he's the fabulous I he was, elf. I thought he, he was party
3: elf. Oh, man. you're right.
0: He is party elf. Okay, never mind. I lied. Yeah, yeah. That guy. I thought he was throwing Oakenshield. Who's Thorin Oakenshield? Let me look into this. Go ahead. Difference. continue. So, Ronan. Okay. Yeah so
3: metal. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. He is so metal. And here's the thing. Okay. He comes on screen, you know, and he's got like the deep voice and he starts off with like, some, some people call me a fanatic or a terrorist and like stuff like that. And it's just like, it's already like ominous as whatever and and he's just going on and you know this whole monologue is going on while he's getting ready while he's being prepared by other people like some sort of deity and then he like walks up with this giant hammer it smashes a dude's brains yeah. in and like bl- black blood stuff like it goes through this like mayan like ancient like doomsday calendar thing <laughs> and it's so metal and just everything he says is so Metal, but here's the thing: I'm not like, yeah, running, go running, because you're metal. Like he plays it in such a way where, even though, like you know, okay, I, I'm like, well, obviously, you know, the guardians are the good guys and whatever. It, like, he comes on the screen, he starts talking, and there's that part of me where I'm like, this is so metal, and there's that other part of me who's like, maybe it's too metal. Here's it's, the thing: it's a li- it was a, li- I'm not gonna lie, yeah, it was a little unsettling for me it was a little was. he was a little scary
1: he was very scary He was,
3: and in you know uh at the end you know where they they, they use that like bomb and like try to right. blow him up and i'm like okay and then he walks out of the smoke and you're you know like okay well obviously that wasn't gonna kill him yeah but then you know they they crash that ship into him and the whole ship goes down and everything and you see everyone lying there what's up
1: i, I just want to because i want to talk about the ending of this movie so is okay. that where you're going right now
3: that's where I'm. I'm gonna talk about something related to that, and then, okay. um. So he, you know, it, everything crashes. Everyone's lying there, and you're like, okay, they did it. They saved the day, and then you see like Rocket crying, you know, and like Groot, Groot's, yeah. Groot's bones essentially, well, yeah, Groot's bones or yeah. pieces, and yeah. you're like, but at what cost? It's that whole like, for me, it felt at that point kind of like an empire type of ending. You're like, all right, the good guys, you know, are. It, it's just one of those things that. Um, I I don't know. You, you you're like okay, cool, everything's in control, but you know at what cost? Um, you know you're thinking okay, it's finally done, and then he walks out of the flames, and you see everyone react like right. oh no, you know. And I had that same reaction of like oh jeez, this is this is and 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 at that point because I knew they had already announced the sequel, I was like this is gonna end badly right this one they might actually end it like badly you know and and where's this going to go from here you know it, it's just and, and the one piece of comedy he had to deliver he delivered perfectly for being <laughs> as scary and as brooding and, and, and menacing as Ronan is he delivered those lines perfectly and that's what are you doing? <laughs> Just that little inquisition there. What are you Dancing. doing? It was it was perfect.
1: So that leads me to my my question, probably the last one is: um, this movie in the in the third act ramped like hard. Yeah, it ramped up right, and you had that sweet air battle and all that other stuff. And did it end? In my opinion, the the really the only way that was anything I was going to kill him was going to be the Infinity Stone. I I just don't know if there was ever going to be an ending that I would be super 100% yes, that was the perfect way to end it. I mean, I'm like 99% cool with how it ended. I just, like, I'm wondering did you guys feel like there was another way they could have gone? Are you super happy with the way it ended? No,
0: it's needed to end. And it started personal. It needed to end personal. And it ended personal mm-hmm. in two beats. It ended personal with Peter finally reaching out for somebody as opposed to being alone, which right. is kind of what he has yeah. been. He finally reached out like that. And by the way, that Guardians of the Galaxy oh. line is great, even though it's a little cheesy. It's
1: great. Oh, it's super cheesy.
0: Um, yeah. and, and I think it ends great when he opens the gift. And a lot of people are like, oh, I called it. It's going to be that. It's going to be this. Yeah, I called and it. I'm doesn't like, matter. And that's fine that you called it. It's cool. Yeah. It, it, it think, wasn't
1: about
3: but, what it was. That was a big, big surprise. It was about the feeling it gave me. Right. Yeah. yeah,
0: that was what it was about. And, yeah. it, and it ends really well and I think it, it, it ends where I'm excited to see more and I'm like I don't want it to be over I want to see it. and they, they literally they can do anything they want with it mm-hmm. you know it's they have they have a lot it, a long way to go and they have a lot they can do with it that ending when he
3: plays the, the track made this metal heart weep tears yeah right. I, I started I started crying you know and for me it was fantastic it was very hard for me to find any flaws with it it, it was a combination of Star Wars Star Trek Indiana Jones a Bender is Built into Rocket, <laughs> you know, and at the end, you know, it's the whole like, you know, where they're holding the Infinity Stone and he's like, well, because they're the good guys. No, it's because they all have true, true inner strength. Rocket right. and also enduring. he's half alien. Well, well, no, but I mean, <laughs> they all have the ability to endure loss and come out of it better. And I think that is what really it's about. It's about the power inside. The right. power is inside each one of you. Cool. Right. Go Guardians.
0: Great way to go out. So two things to do before. Two letters to read that we have from our from readers. And then uh, we'll have to actually wrap up the show. So two letters, though. I have one from a guy named Daniel Paro. So Daniel writes us uh, with the title newcomer to FCC. Uh, I just discovered your podcast and I have to say it's awesome. Every show has been better than the last. You guys have gotten me back into comics after a four year hiatus. So thank you so much for that. Great show. Keep up the good work. Dan from New Jersey, New Jersey, Jersey represents. Wow, cool. P.S. Cool. First Prince was hilarious this week. Oh, the memories of the never-ending Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> 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 and we have we have one more from another reader, Adam, um, with a with a uh, 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 the title uh, a different Adam than normally writes. Says a fan mail from a fan who is male. <laughs> and we'll end this on a heartfelt note. Hey dudes, I just wanted to let you know that I love this podcast. Obviously because I know and work with you you all, so he knows us, we work with him. Uh, My adoration is completely unbiased, so you know you can trust my words. But in all seriousness, I love the podcast and what it accomplishes, not only in my life, but in each of yours. In this day and age, it's so difficult for one to open their mind, especially dealing with creative preferences. While I love listening to the four of you talk about comics, I love... and. uh, the comics I love and discuss comics. I've yet to f- familiarize myself with. I love hearing you dudes bring comics and ideas to the table and open up other comrades minds to something they might not have ever discovered or ever given a chance. And you have each found something to love at the suggestion of, of someone else. It's the magic of make believe of art of someone's passion and hard work. I mean, that's going to make me cry of things that reach us on an indescribable level. And it's beautiful to share with others. So thanks for giving each other and myself new wonders to behold. Keep up the amazing work. Adam
2: oh wow. thanks adam Aww. so if that
0: doesn't if that also, doesn't make you thank cry you. thank you daniel as well thank you adam yeah. if those two don't don't make you inspired for doing what we do every time i don't know what will <laughs> so <laughs> anyway guys well that is going to wrap up four color commentary for issue number 19 now remember we do have A, a Q&A recording so you'll hear the the uh the music go out at the end and then the q a will start so we'll go ahead and uh and do it that way um but before we go uh, we do want to announce what we're going to be reading next time. Uh, for First Prince, um, we're, it's episode 20 next time, guys. 20, Ooh. issue number 20. So I figured let's go ahead and draw back from the well. And ma- and Alan got to read a book he really likes this time. <laughs> so let's make Alan read something <laughs> he's going to not, not fair. like. like nope, just it's, me. No, it's something that you're going to not like.
1: It's it's Batman. It is.
0: <laughs> we're going to be reading four, four issue miniseries. Frank Miller, David Mezzuchel, Batman, Year One. It's for short, I promise. It's okay. Good.
1: Hey, I've read a lot of Batman so far, so I'm not <laughs> I'm not worried about it. You find me a good Alan Green Lantern like- book for
0: First Prince and I will read it, sir. As soon as I read one I'll let you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You so, said it. so
0: that is what we're doing for First Prince now for Here's my issue it's it's, it's something a little uh little bit different than we normally do we ryan had this idea ryan Mm -hmm. briefly describe your idea for us
2: sure i one of my favorite things when i do to go to a comic book shop is to find the cheapest bin of comics possible and leaf through it and and find just random things that look ridiculous or look awesome or look strange and you know you if, if it's 50 cent if it's the 50 cent bin you can get four interesting comics for two bucks yeah and so i was like let's all go to the quarter bin at fat collectibles or the 50 cent bin at fat collectibles and Find something random for everybody, and, to we, read and we found one. So each of us picked a book uh, based on cover alone. Yes. Um, and
0: I, I, I kind of stressed guys like pick something that you think is like represents you, but like do f- find something that you like just based on cover alone. So each of us picked one out. We went today. None of us know what each other picked. Mm-hmm. So now we will go ahead and do that. So Alan, you go first. Reveal to us okay. what book you have picked.
1: So my problem is that I couldn't find anything. Uh, I couldn't find a number one. Apparently, you guys all found number ones, but I did. I find one. Yeah. Yeah. I did find a number two. That's no. okay. So, That's not okay. too bad. Uh, I went by cover alone, and you guys know me. I'm like drawn to a certain style of art. Mm-hmm. So, I picked right. a couple, but this is the one that I'm bringing. And it's called New Universal, written by Warren Ellis. Ooh. And nice. drawn by Salvador La Roca. Okay. It okay. has a big mech on it. <laughs> I'm so stoked for this. Okay, Hopefully awesome. it'll be good. So I'll have to do a little research on what number one is, but it is a Marvel book. so We'll see check that out. Nice.
3: I'm glad I didn't bring a Warren Ellis book that I almost brought. <laughs>
1: Chewy, go ahead. What are you bringing? I, I picked up a few of them.
3: Um, one of them actually was something that I had been meaning to bring, but then you guys were like, no, well that's kind of cheating, so I'm not going to bring that one. Um, but I'll give you guys a choice. Do you want an issue five of five or an issue
2: one? Ooh.
0: I'm going to go issue one.
1: I'd rather have an issue one. but
2: um, oh Man, an issue five would be fun, but uh, well, let's go with issue one. Alright,
3: so I'm going to go ahead and do this issue one. This book is called Debris and it's by uh, Curtis J. Weeb W-I-E B-E okay. um, and the art is by Look at Lucky Lou, Riley Rosmo. Hey, hey I wonder yeah. why that cover looked appealing to me. <laughs> uh, so it's called Debris. On the cover, we see a uh, very uh, cadetted out female with a giant gun. And in the background, what looks to be some sort of mechanical dragon Ooh. thing like neat, encapsulating nice. her.
0: I like that. Okay, you guys. Well, I gave you guys a choice of the story. I didn't make you do it on the air, but I gave you a choice, a choice of the story. I had two books. I figure since I'm the Mr. Big Two guy, I got to pick a number one if I can find one from each of the, the companies. And I gave you guys a choice. I said DC or Marvel, and it was pretty much uh, Marvel for the most part. The Marvel one out, so I will tell you guys what the DC book was later, but... I went ahead and I picked something, and actually I found this, and I thought it's cool because it's the first appearance of this character in a book on our show. Mm-hmm. It's also the first appearance of a writer on our show. Yeah. Uh, it's Marvel Knights. It's number one with a book called Hulk Smash, yeah. oh. written cool. by Garth Ennis. Oh the my God, Garth Ennis on the po- podcast. But I saw that cover, which you know is what? just Hulk destroying things, and I was like. The kid in me would be like, that's so scary. I want to keep looking
3: at it. One of my other books that I almost picked from was a Garth Ennis book. So I'm glad I didn't
0: pick that. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so so, so Hulk Smash, Garth Ennis. Uh, it's Hulk Smash number one.
2: All right. Uh, I picked one. Um, basically, I, I mean, yeah, cover art and, and artists. It's uh, written by Jimmy Palmati, drawn by Phil Noto. Uh, and it's called The New West. And Ooh. it's number one of two.
0: Oh, cool. okay. So it's a
3: two-part series. Yes.
2: All right.
0: So these are books that none of us have read. So we literally are are shooting in the dark, trying something
3: new. Do you guys want to see what the five of five would have been? Yes.
2: Sure. It's called
3: Lot 13. (laughs) It's a DC (laughs) book. It's got a woman covered in blood, but she's alive and smiling and happy. Would you guys like
0: to know what my other number one was? Sure. Matt Wagner, a series, I think it's one of four, one of five. The Demon
4: Etrigan. Uh, <laughs> I almost picked a I demon almost, book. I,
0: I got. I found a number one. I was like, it was between. I bought them both. So I'm going gonna, gonna to read it anyway. But yeah, so that is going to be First Prince next time, you guys. And that is our show. So as always, we want to thank you for, um, for, for coming. And as always, we want to remind you of something before we go. And this time is no exception. And this time I'm going to go from the heart. I'm going to remind you that I read comics. You read comics. We all read comics. So in essence, we are Groot. We, we are, are Groot. Groot. I'm
3: Alan. I'm Chewy. I'm Ian. And I'm Ryan. Stay in
0: your minutes, everybody. Bye. Stay tuned. Uh, yep, stay tuned.
2: Hey, you you guys ready for the Q&A?
0: No, come on. You guys ready for the Q&A? Yeah, all right. <laughs> to my right,
2: these three bearded gentlemen from Four Color Commentary wow. will be... That's a podcast you've never heard of, but hopefully
4: we'll
0: listen to now. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> and <laughs> Sam Humphreys. <clears throat> the reason we're all here. <laughs> so without further ado, I will let Ian take it from Hey everybody, my name is Ian, Uh, we are from Four Color Commentary, normally there's four of us, but three of us were able to make it, so uh, just kind of give you a brief idea of who we are before we introduce Sam and talk, uh, ask him some questions. Kind of comics I like to read, I like a lot of superhero based stuff, more so, uh, but I'm kind of happy with anything, Uh, so we'll let Chewy introduce himself.
3: Hey guys, I'm Chewy, what's going on? You guys pumped? All right, cool. I like pretty awesome, gnarly comics. Walking Dead, face punching, net kicking, all that stuff, and above all, anything that's metal. And what's more metal than Star Lord?
2: <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Ryan. Uh, I like comics as art, and comics as literature, and you know, science fiction and space travel and funny things.
0: Well, without any further ado, Sam, say hello to the nice people in the audience.
5: <laughs> All right, what's going on, y'all? Can you hear me? Cool. Can, can you guys hear him okay? Yeah. All right, good. So, Sam, we always, we always
0: like to ask people about their origin stories of how they got into comics. So maybe you could tell us oh, a little man. about, like, what's your origin story? How did you get into comics?
5: Uh, so I, uh, I self-published a comic book called Our Love is Real. Yeah. I don't know if any. Wow. We know where all the freaks are here <laughs> in, the, in the theater. Uh, and there's children here, so I have to phrase this delicately, but it was a sci-fi love story about a cop who really loves his dog.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Um, and I self-published that in a book called Sacrifice uh, in 2011. And uh, it was actually Earl of Israel that uh, got the attention of Axel Alonzo, Marvel Comics, who called me up and said, I really loved Our Love is Real. I thought it was fantastic, uh, and I wanted to know if you are ready to get in the mix of Marvel. And I said, before I give you my answer, I need to confirm that you actually did read Our Love is Real, <laughs> and you know what it's about before we move forward.
2: Uh, that's awesome. What... Um so the comics medium you, you were working in, you know, you were already making, so your self-published comics. What is some of the stuff that draw, drew you into comics, the stuff that you were into when you were a kid?
5: Boy, I don't know. My first, uh, there's a guy here with the Secret Wars t-shirt on. Where are you at? There he is right over there. Secret Wars is the, my very first comic book, so it was awesome to see that on a t-shirt there. Uh, I was a Marvel kid from way back, loved the X-Men. Uh, when I got a little older, I got really into the Japanese and the Euro stuff, the indie stuff, Vertigo, all those things. I uh, ended up swinging back into superhero stuff around the time of Bendis and uh, the Ultimates and all that kind of stuff. Um, and now I read just about everything all the time.
3: <laughs> cool. So it sounds like you've got a pretty eclectic palette when it comes to comic books, especially now. Um, you mentioned your. Kind of sw- swinging back around, what books in particular are you reading at the moment? Do you have anything that you know, is really like, you know what, that's, like, that's my jam right now?
5: That is a delicate question because if I answer it, I'm going to leave out a lot of my friends uh, who may be hiding out here to make sure I plug their comic books. Uh, I will, uh, you know, I'll mention both The Wake and Fatal, which are fantastic creator-owned books. Uh, I'll mention those two because they both ended yesterday. Uh, they both came to a close and I if you haven't checked them out I really recommend you go all the way back to the beginning and read them all the way through They're fantastic comics uh, I just want to say I feel like super uncomfortable. You guys like quarantine me all the way over here You, you
0: can, can speak. I'm infectious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's do this. Hey, screw
5: let's the, no, you guys stay over there. Oh, okay. Me and Chewy will be all right, right here. Fine. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Yeah, it's too late. They're naysayers. So
3: Chewie,
0: how does it feel to sit next to Sam? Do you feel you're worthy right now?
3: I feel more than worthy. Yeah, right it's the exact opposite. <laughs> You're very
5: unworthy of you over here.
0: So I, I'm going to ask the hard kidding question.
5: So oh, man, I, I can't wait for what this <laughs> is going
0: to be. So um, Guardians of the Galaxy, of course, we're going to all be seeing that tonight. Who's excited for the movie, by the way?
5: Yeah! Wow. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I have been
0: waiting all summer to see this ever since I saw that t- that, that teaser trailer with Hooked on a Feeling. I was like, they're doing this so right. You're hooked on, on the feeling of this movie? Yes, very much so. Um, so question, though. Um, you're working on, on Star Lord right now. Um, we have Guardians of the Galaxy coming out. We have, now they just announced Guardians of the Galaxy Two. Sure. Do you feel a lot of pressure uh, with with <laughs> all this stuff that's coming up with the characters? That does that affect you at all in any way?
5: Uh, I guess I'm supposed to say yes, but no, I don't. <laughs> I don't really at all. Um, it's just it's more exciting. It's a really exciting time to be working on cosmic books, and it's an exciting time to be writing Star Lord. It's it's fun to be with Peter Quill all the time, but I mean, I I started writing this uh, back in January or so. Um, So a lot of what I've done, a lot of what we planned, all the way through September of next year is really independent. What may or may not happen in the movie, and Marvel was very supportive of me just doing my own thing, my own vision. As it turned out, it seems that my interpretation of Peter Quill is on very much a a parallel path of the, the movie version of Peter Quill which is nice, but it was never uh, a mandate that I need to match the movie or I need to do things that the movie's doing or anything along those lines. And actually, I haven't seen the movie at all. I've only seen what y'all have seen on YouTube. So I'm super excited to see it here for the first time with y'all tonight because I'm feeling this love. I'm feeling the excitement in the room.
2: Um, so speaking of, the you know the new movies and stuff coming out. What is coming out? I know we just had Legendary Star Lord two came out recently. What other books? Uh, comes out
5: Wednesday actually. Comes out Wednesday. Comes out Wednesday. Unless okay. you're from the future.
2: Um, yeah,
5: it's a possibility.
2: Uh, <laughs>
0: like
5: robots
4: on the shirt. I do
0: robot. We haven't checked yet.
5: So yeah, Legendary Star Lord two comes out on Wednesday. Uh, I just I was in San Diego last week and they announced I'm writing a uh, Marvel video game called uh, Contest of Champions, which is gonna be on uh, smartphones and tablets starting in December. Uh, that's a lot of fun, it's a big fighting game with uh, a bunch of different Marvel characters that uh, you can collect. Um, and then a lot of stuff that I, I can't talk about, unfortunately. They're not even that secret, it's just things that are not announced yet.
3: So, obviously Marvel approached you to do um, you know legendary Star-Lord. Um, I, I want, I'm curious though, did you already have stuff in your head, kind of rattling around beforehand, um, you know, for a Star Lord or a ga- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy book, and you were just kind of like, "Hey, man, this is awesome! I got my chance to do it," or were you just kind of like, "Oh, man, aw- awesome! I'm, I'm like, I got to come up with stuff on the spot." What do you? Th- uh,
5: th- I guess I mean, kind of between the two, uh, I'd read a lot of the Annihilation stuff from back in the day, the Kif- the the Giffen, the Abnett, the Lanning. Uh, so I was certainly familiar with that era of the character. I'd never delved into his early, very obscure uh, origins. Um, but what what I really responded to is more uh, was was less the continuity and more the character. Uh, I really like the fact that he is half human and half alien and had that kind of dual heritage. Uh, and I like the fact that he was a smartass because <laughs> I enjoy writing smartasses and I think they're fun to read. Um, uh, who doesn't love a smart ass? Don't answer that question.
4: Um
3: I had a question then because I, of that. I hope so, because that's <laughs> Yeah, it's a Q and A. That's why we're here. So um, if you weren't ready for some cues, then whatever. Anyways, um so you um, started off uh, obviously more independent with Our Love Is Real and sure, you know, yeah. through that mm-hmm. and introductions you got, you know, into Marvel and, and so forth. Um, So I guess my question would be for... uh, Do we have any aspiring comic book writers out here right now? Artists, writers, anything? Say your hands.
5: What's up? All right.
3: All right. Very cool.
5: I like these over here. Yep. I see you. I see you in the back, all the way up there.
3: (laughs) So I got to ask the... Uh, the question that I'm obliged to ask, and, and that's okay. you know a little bit about if you don't mind sharing your writing process with us. You know I've talked to a lot of people. Oh sure, yeah. They narrow it down to a few things. You know um, mm-hmm. the type of environment they like to write in, um, what they're listening to in terms of music, what they're reading in terms of books, and sometimes you know hey man I drink a lot of coffee, I drink a lot of beer, whatever the case is. So
4: sure. what do you do uh, when
3: you
5: write? <laughs> just t- just tons of tequila all day long. Just. <laughs> No, no, I would never get anything done. That would be very unhealthy. Uh, I don't, you know, in terms of like environments or specific kind of music or being in a special mood or having a special drink, uh, I think that's actually really counterproductive. It's cool if you're like inspired and you're feeling comfortable, but if you have all these special things, all the planets that need to align before you can do your work, you're never going to get enough work done. Uh, to be a a regular comic book writer or do enough drawings to be a regular comic book artist. You need to be able to sit down and do the work, whether you're in your office or it's four in the morning or you're in an airport. Uh, You can't be precious about where you are and uh, where your comfort level is. You just have to sit down and do the work because it's a job.
0: Speaking of, of writers specifically, uh, as far as comics, we kind of talked a little bit about books that you uh, liked when you were growing up as a kid. Is there any writers in specific that were, like, comic writers that inspired you at all?
5: Oh, man, again. <laughs> <laughs> if I get specific, there's probably, like, an assassin <laughs> back there. Hickman's back there with a sniper rifle. <laughs> Way to take me out if I don't mention him. Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, these days I've been reading a lot of old uh, EC Comics stuff, the Fantagraphics hardcover reprints. Okay. Stuff from the 50s, um, so uh, especially Harvey Kurtzman. Uh, I'd never really gotten into that stuff. I'd always heard that they're classics, but until these black-and-white reprints came out, I never got into them. Uh, so those have been very inspiring to me recently.
2: Uh, I have a question about Avengers AI, if I may. Oh, please do. Um, please do. So Who, I'm a, who here
5: who... all read Avengers AI? No, oh, come on. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, RIP. Vendor's A.I. R.I.P.
2: It'll, it'll rise again one day. Uh, <laughs>
5: um,
2: how much... Because uh, you mentioned you had... Uh, you'd read a lot of sort of like Japanese stuff and, and some of the sure, more yeah. hero stuff. And there's clearly sort of like a Shiro, Ghost in the Shell influence and sure, some yeah. Mobius in there. Mm-hmm. Anything specific that you sort of drew from when you were doing... Especially more of the cosmic, spacey, Yeah, sciencey I mean, stuff.
5: Andre Lima Arrujo, the the artist who I did the book with... He and I immediately got along really well and we found a lot of touch points in common. We both loved Moebius, we both loved Shiro, we both loved Otomo. So Akira influenced our work a lot, Ghost in the Shell, all of Moebius' stuff, even the, the Western stuff he did uh, under his, his God-given name. Um, so, you know, those were all huge touch points for us. Um, I, I really liked um, uh, Zero Dark Seven, actually, uh, because I, I, I really like the... The, the atmosphere of, of people trying to combat a, a, a rising wave of, of doom while just doing their jobs. Um, so I pulled on that a lot, um, but, but it really it was a lot of it came from the, uh, the, the creative partnership that I had with Andre. I miss working with Andre, he's great, yeah.
3: Um, so speaking of the writing process as well, um, do you have a moment of the stuff that you've already written and published and is out there for mm-hmm. everyone? Do you have a moment that you've written that is so far your favorite moment in writing?
5: Oh, that is so tough. That is so difficult. How am I supposed to pick that? Choose you torture. One. You can go back and sit over there. You can go back to those jerks who I never liked. Um, uh, I don't know. You know, sacrifice was uh, a crazy thing to actually make happen for me because uh, if you don't know the book, it takes place during the Aztec Empire, uh, which is... Uh, A time period, a civilization that I've been obsessed with for years and years and years, and I started I did a ton of research before even really wanted to do the book. So having an an actual comic book in that time period and uh, depicting some of the 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 crazy architecture and the the ceremonies and the rituals and all that kind of stuff, and being able to bring that alive to a lot of readers who, who aren't really even really aware of. The, the, the depth and the rich richness of the the Aztecs that was really really important to me.
2: So I have a question about Star Lord since we're about to watch Sure, the movie. yeah yeah. So Don Draper, Indiana Jones, Han Solo, Captain you, Malcolm. You read Renum, an interview Renum. that
5: was only released today. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe I today. did some research. Maybe I did. You were so, on top of it. How so often do you Google research. me? <laughs>
2: It's it's a Google alert, it emails me like all the time. There's
5: lots of strange very suspect, very suspect. So
2: where does uh, where does Peter Quill fit into that sort of space rogue continuum?
5: Oh he's on top of and above all of them. (laughs) Yeah, he's better than all those classic characters for sure.
4: Uh,
5: no, I don't know. You know, Peter I don't think would really see himself as somebody in line with a Han Solo or an Indiana Jones. I, I I think he would love those characters, but he doesn't really see himself um, in that milieu. You know, it's like we, we talked a lot about, It's called the book's called The Legendary Star-Lord, so what makes Peter legendary? You know, the things that he believes makes himself legendary are like he can shoot fast, or he can fly really cool spaceships, or he can flirt with alien babes, you know? But the things that really make him legendary are that, you know, he's he's got... a a hero's heart. Under all those layers of of being a scoundrel and a a rogue, he really is a hero underneath who always wants to do the right thing. So, uh, you know, it's it's a question of what really makes any individual a legend. Is it the the flashy things that you do? The things that you brag about online? uh, Or is it the things you do in quieter moments? Is it the things that uh, really reveal who you are as a person? Are those the things that make you a legend?
3: Nice. Oh, thank so, you. Oh, oh please. Yeah, please, come on, you. come on. Give it up for them. That was a great answer. That was a great A. Um, so this is your chance to plug all your friends, all your buddies. Oh, my if God. If you can recommend something for everyone to read, what would you recommend for us to read?
5: The Legendary Star-Lord. Oh, Aww. my gosh. Whoa,
3: look at that. I didn't...
5: That was a real softball. Yeah, you deserve to have me hit it out of the what park about just ones like that.
3: that. What about ones that you haven't written?
5: Uh, God, you know, Fatal and The Wake are really good. Um, You know, all the cosmic books at Marvel right now are really great. Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Captain Marvel, Nova, uh, the Guardians 3000 book, Rocket Raccoon book by Scotty Young, uh, the Cyclops book. There's a lot of great books with a ton of great creators on them right now. Um, It all just happened to line up, and it's something that has not escaped our notice, and we've really been talking a lot about where to go with these cosmic books, and where they can go together, um, and how they can interact and overlap, and we have a lot of really big plans coming up for the early part of 2015, um, things that were already seeding in the very first issues of The Legendary Star-Lord. These are things that are going to have some huge, real, epic consequences for the Marvel Universe, so if you want to say you were there at the beginning, (laughs) read The Legendary (laughs) Star-Lord.
0: So, speaking of the Marvel Universe in general, I know the Marvel Universe is so vast. There's so many characters, so many different options, so many people. Mm -hmm. Is there any one character that you think of, that you look at and you say, that's me? Like, I see myself in that character, whether it be Star-Lord or not.
5: Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's a devil dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) I see myself as a giant, blood-red Tyrannosaurus Rex (laughs) with poor impulse control and a thirst for human blood.
0: Perfect.
5: That's pretty metal. Yeah. All
2: right. So let's uh, let's everybody thank Sam Humphries for coming in.
5: You guys, thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you.
2: Legendary Star Lord is out now. Legendary Star Lord Two out on Wednesday. Um, let's thank Fat Collectibles for putting this whole thing together. Thanks, thanks, guys.
0: Just to give ourselves a shameless plug, if you did like what you heard, we do have a podcast on iTunes. We also have a website, uh, 4 so you can check us out there. We have about tw- almost 20 episodes. We're on episode 19. That's when this podcast, this right. actually Q&A, right. is going to be part of that podcast. So if you want to hear yourselves cheering. Oh, I'm sorry, 19. So this is going to be episode 19 uh, that this is on.
3: Now, the most important thing, now that people know our shameless plug and how to follow us and all that sort of stuff... How do people follow you and keep up with all your wheelings and dealings?
5: Well, if you're like this bearded gentleman over here, you just Google me on the hour every hour. <laughs> uh, it's not creepy. I'm used to it. No,
4: uh,
5: I'm, a, I'm on Twitter, Sam Humphreys. Uh, I'm on Tumblr, Sam Humphreys. I'm on Instagram, Sam Humphreys. Got real creative with the usernames.
4: <laughs> it's good. Yeah, it's good. yeah. All right. It's all right.
5: Thank, all you right. Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming out.